You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. We are at season 11, episode 11, actually. Um, I'm John, and pleased to have my co-host on. John, how you doing? Yeah, good. Um, good to be back on uh, Monday night with the regulars again. Well, uh, you say that now, but you've not had to deal with them for the past few weeks. You had to deal with me last week, and it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Who's that speaking? Oh, is that that one that uh, just does other podcasts and doesn't tell us? <laughs> oh, hi, Erin. How you doing? You good? Um, very well, thank you. Bank holiday right. Monday for me. It's a nice day. I have to, it's going to be a bank holiday special. That's funny. Anyway, I, I was, I've been off as well. It's been tremendous. A few uh, refreshments were hard over the weekend. As people will know from the WhatsApp, I would say all that stuff anyway, probably, but I just was a bit more... Hey, you know what I mean, liberated. Um, we're joined by my, my good friend, who uh, always likes to say nice things about me. Miguel, how you doing? Mate, I've taken off with Scott this week. I'm sitting naked in the van. Hi. Um, this could be the first ever, well, I'm not sure, because I don't really watch podcasts. Uh, and you won't see it either, but we might see our first ever dogging on the podcast. So, no, no, be much just... to see. There's no, <laughs> there's no much to look at. How are you doing the right spot? Is that not the dogging spot you're at? <laughs> no, I know this time. <laughs> For anybody uh, that can't see that, as in everybody, I had my leg over there. <laughs> oh, just to tell you, this is, this is the, the one we're putting the video out. Oh, no, no, uh, you know, um, yeah. that. We've joined by the other Scott, who hopefully has pants on. Uh, yeah. How you doing? I'm good, thank you, yeah. Um, I know it's going to be kind of Glasgow heavy and Scotland heavy, so I'll just get this out the road first. It's that disastrous week Aberdeen have had, eh? Jesus. Get thumped to Europe. Could it be that Malky Mackay scumbag team? Erin's got, what, uh, Twitter gassed with her cheese and jam pieces and then you're letting Michael go off into your nightclubs what's happening Aberdeen <laughs> well I, there's, a lot, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot going on I think what we need to say is I don't know which is the most, the, the worst revelation there I did actually have in my notes Michael Gough I do have other stuff but yeah he went to uni in Aberdeen supposedly but what on earth is our mid what he must be in his mid 50s same like, as you is he now slightly younger um, so aye what's he doing in a nightclub Ali never had a mask on by the way I mean, I know, like, there's... Uh, and I didn't see he was having a drink. I don't know, maybe he was doing something else, was he? It's some <laughs> going that Erin Sandwiches is probably the worst story of Aberdeen this he, weekend. Um, he went to... Well, Aberdeen. I think she's tried to flat. You tried to flat. Erin's tried to flat things from the week we've had. That's basically what's happened. Michael Bell she... my old school, actually. At mm. completely a different time to when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not a claim to fame. Um, not when I was there at all. Um, and yeah, apparently he was in a in a night. Which nightclub was he in? I've not investigated this. I'm not really interested. Um, I don't even. I'm trying to think about Bohemia. I've never been able to in nightclubs. Uh, but Bohemia was the one that got. Club Tropicana. Mentioned. 
Is that where the drink was a free? Is that where the drink was a free? No. £9 for a blue wicket. It's very depressing. £9 for a blue wicket? My word. Covid's got a lot to answer for. I think the only places I've been in Aberdeen late, I can't tell people where I've been. So um, that's because I can't remember. can't remember because I'd had too much to drink. I went to my club on Wednesday for five minutes and I thought, I'm a bit past this. Are we going to introduce your special guest at some point tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> we're building up. We're building up. We're really exciting. It's not my club. Just, this, guy, this guy's a superstar. You know, he has his podcast paid for. <laughs> well, we're we paid for. You're paid for. It's kind That's of. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, just preparing, we're just preparing him for what's to come that he might not get a word in edgeways. So, <laughs> um, aye. I would. I want to call you the daft punk of Scottish football. <laughs> I was trying... I was trying to decide. I was going between Daft Punk or Sepultura, but I seen that you like Tim and Parler, so I reckon you'd probably be more a Daft Punk fan than a Sepultura fan. Yeah, I've, uh, I'll go for a Daft Punk. I'm happy with that. Um, so, yeah, Adam, uh, introduce yourself, I think. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm Adam Miller, and you, if you're on Twitter, you might know me as Old Firm Facts. Um, you might even have sent views to me at some point, I'm not sure. Um, and... I do the oh, Scott waving when I said that. Um, <laughs> oh, honestly, see if you he trails through your old tweets looking for dirt. So I guess. Um, and Erin has been a guest on my podcast a few weeks ago. So this is the second podcast I've been on today. The first one was my own one. Um, so it's nice to not not have the responsibility of hosting just now. Yeah, I think I might pass on that responsibility at some point. <laughs> no, not really. I enjoy it actually. I do enjoy it. Um, but yeah, Open I think it's my favourite page on Twitter. It's brilliant. Oh, thanks. I thought, I thought you were going to say favourite podcast, and if you'd said that, you would get removed <laughs> immediately. Um, Second favourite so, podcast after this one, to be fair. Is it my top five favourite podcast? Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. I think Miguel wants to say something. John, John, we're talking about she's gone on to other podcasts, and then she's talking about macaroni pies being the best pies in football. I mean, what is happening here? That's two strikes, mate. One there, that's away. To be, I, honest, you know what, to be honest, I forgot what my macaroni pie is like. I get one. Like, I feel that like some podcasts are like broadsheet podcasts. We are <laughs> purely tabloid just now. And bottom shelf tabloid as well. <laughs> Especially when I'm looking at all the tips. I've not dragged <laughs> podcast down. I've raised, I would say I've raised the, I've, I don't think I've elevated this, of anything. Oh, You've played your I, role in that, to be fair. Um, I think we all have, though. I mean, we've went from 700 followers um, in May to, what, nearly 1,200 now. I mean, I know that's only, what, 5% of what Adam's got, but still, it's good from our point of view. He's reached yeah. us as well, and so yeah. we either get follows or abuse, one of the two. <laughs> we like good guys, we like, we like good guys, good girls, people that we tweet stuff. So for future reference, for any guest that's been on, and actually also to for guests that have been on, if you're not doing that, you're not coming back. <laughs> That's it. Is well, that not right, Adam, though? No. Adam, is that not right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I have I, to say, you invite people on, you expect a wee bit in return. It's all, it's all like kind of, uh, you know, being part of a community or whatever. Like anytime someone's been on my podcast, they'll retweet it and I'll retweet work that they're doing, you know, whether it's podcasts or columns or whatever else they're doing. Yeah, that's the, that's the way to get ahead, is just be decent and support each other. Exactly, be kind. Yeah. And Scott's got something to say, so like, well, maybe the be kind message might be gone. 
No, no, I just said if they're not retweeting, I don't think they'll be listening anyway, so I, don't, I wouldn't be giving them any messages. Mm. Yeah. I think um, I got quite a lot of followers off of being on the Old Firm Facts podcast, actually. So that was quite nice. I saw them go up and up and I thought, it's <laughs> now. And also today, loads of people have been trying the cheese jam combo, so I'm basically an influencer. People have been what? What have they been doing with the cheese jam combo? People have been testing it out. People said, I'm going to give that a go. I'm going to try it. It's absolutely excellent. I've seen, seen, one, seen one person that you paid to also tweet a picture of it. <laughs> I think I'm just an influencer now. So probably Cathedral City, maybe, get an ad with them. You're putting cheese and jam. Explain this to me. Did you not? Have you not been on my Twitter today? Okay, fine. I've not been on anyone's Twitter today. That's my excuse. Normally, have you'd you be heard, the first to check out. Have you heard of a buttery? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, them from like, mm-hmm. and also nicer because, like, you can kind of, like, apparently you can get them in some supermarket stuff in Edinburgh, but they're just not the same. They don't travel that well. Mm-hmm. And I have taken them home before and put them in the freezer, but again, not as good as just getting one in Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. So, I had two because breakfast add butter on one lower pack fine i would say average cheese spreads quite nice you know you're like dearly and mm-hmm. on the other one jam now raspberry is my preference but strawberry was all my dad had to offer me so strawberry jam and then cheese like a nice mature slice of cheddar cheese lovely right i mean cheese and jam in my head is making about as much sense as scott brown in an aberdeen top right now it just oh. <laughs> <laughs> stuck in my brain like pan. he would like cheese and jam i bet have you ever had like a, but you've had a cheese board with yeah, chutney. yeah yeah and you've had a cheesecake. Now, see, the chutney's savoury. There's still a bit of savoury in it. It's like onions and things like that. It's not just a fruit jam. There's no chutney. It's just fruit jam because that's a fruit jam and no chutney. You have like a spiced apricot chutney. That'd be fruit. It's oh, spiced. I think it's, I think it's quite important that we get this out there. So we did put a poll out as suppose whether people want more food, less food chat, or depends whether it's Erin. Um, and yeah, more food one. We'll go perfect. So More the food foods. news is that was all delicious. Ten out of ten breakfast of champions for bank holiday, and still haven't had a macaroni pie. Well, you'd have been better to be honest. Macaroni pie now that's like that's fine. Like have your macaroni pie, have your macaroni pie for breakfast. Everyone, it's just it's ridiculous. And what is the best pie at the football? Off the top of my head, the best pie at the football would either be a macaroni pie or. A uh, gluten-free steak, ale and horseradish pie with a side of gastro-style chips and coleslaw. Now, I may or may not what have got that from Scott's... May or may not have got that from Scott's tweet and Jay Hendy underscore 10's reply to it, predicting what I was going to say. So, no, probably a Scottish pie, but that's boring. Was that Josh that replied yeah. to that? Yeah, yeah, Josh, he's a good guy. But that, was it last week? Was that only last week he was on? Yeah, yeah he was good. Uh, talking about Josh, can actually. We, can, we have, can we have McGill's response to the macaroni pie? <laughs> I'm actually just in disbelief and disgusted. But what I will say is he's quoted the tweet, so it means there was there was just malice in it. That's all that was. It was a dirty, dirty yeah. attack. Do you know yeah, what? It was, it was purely personal. I find out <laughs> Scott Brown loves macaroni cheese. I don't know if he likes macaroni pie, but apparently he loves macaroni cheese. Yes, but you like macaroni pie and don't like macaroni cheese. So maybe he's the kind of side of that. I bet you it's Heinz tinned macaroni cheese likes as well. That's not going to be anything authentic. Yeah. What do I, uh, I say about my captain? That he likes tinned macaroni cheese. No, he doesn't. He likes fuel. 
to help him be a strong leader. You get captain leader legend on and off the court. Aaron, has it been easy for you, Aaron, to actually get used to pretending you suddenly like Scott Brown? I don't know where you've got the impression that I didn't before. I, mean, I, don't, know, I don't know what tweet. I think that was, must have been hacked. Um, no, it's been really easy, actually, because when he signed, I was like, oh, God, this is a nightmare. What do we do? And then I saw him play a game, and now, now I love him, so that's that. Also, Celtic are a little upset about it, and Rangers think it's like some kind of conspiracy again, so it's quite entertaining. Uh, I just need to give Josh a wee shout-out. Obviously, last week we had him on. I wish I'd never had him on. Oven Meadow and Talbot drawn together in the Scottish Cup. Now, the Scottish Cup, obviously, we're both in the same league. You always want a team that's a bit different. Somebody you don't go often. No, we get Irvine. But on the flip side, hopefully the BBC are going to show up because it is the tie around, definitely. When so, are It'll be the weekend after some European competitions. I don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what that's like? It's actually be in the main competition and not just the qualifiers. Sorry, for someone who had a shocker last season went straight to the Champions League and have lost a heart already, you've got awfully confident that you've won a European game. Hey, well, in fact, you know what, what are you talking about European games? What about the Varos game getting moved <laughs> to half past three on a Wednesday afternoon? I'm going to need to put a half day in to go and watch football. Have it. We've seen it's our like game it. against Celtic have both been shifted. One of them's at 12 o'clock on a Sunday. There's not, train, there's not a train that gets into Aberdeen before 12 o'clock on a Sunday. Well, you still are. That's been happening for years. Like, they don't care. That's why you fuck Sky. This is a Wednesday afternoon. I'm talking about... No, this is Monday night. Three. Fuck Sky. That's oh, a good right, thing sorry, for you. Sorry. It means you take half a day off work. You'll be delighted. No, but then I've got less holidays at Christmas. <laughs> I need to get ready for Santa. <laughs> <laughs> why is it three in the afternoon? Because a certain other club were playing on the Thursday night at home as well. And then UEFA's saying that we can't clash with the Champions League games on the Wednesday. Which oh, is... TV button, okay, TV button. Yeah, okay, Why can't they just switch your um, game to the away game or rain, um, or even Rangers with the away game? Well, I mean, I always thought that when they did the fixtures, the computer-generated fixtures worked out so that two teams in the same city don't play in the same night. Yeah, yeah Celtic, Celtic Rangers and Hearts Hebs are always opposites on home and John, see the best it is, so you're looking at the likes of that, right? And you're saying that's generated. See, with the English teams, the Italian teams, the German teams, that would never ever happen. Mm-hmm. Never ever happen. We oh, Scotland, but yeah. Presumably, because in those countries, two teams in the same city could just peacefully play their games on the same night, you would think. Well, that's maybe the reason we've been moved to the Wednesday, but I'm not going to go into that. So half past three on a Wednesday afternoon. Right. I don't know, but Scott Scott's dying to get in with like I thought Celtic fans didn't work anyway. I didn't know the people speaking on that subject. I was going to say it. Don't write old friend facts tweets for him. Keep our jokes for ourselves. <laughs> Listen, that joke was bad, so I was leaving that to John. I'm a Glaswegian, I didn't slag off other Glaswegians. Yeah. I'm a glass region and you slag me off every week. Do you get your jokes stolen on Twitter, Adam? I get my jokes stolen. Uh, Yeah, sometimes. It tends to be more that they get stolen on, like, Facebook or Instagram and they'll sort of crop out the old firm facts thing. And the weirdest ones are when 
they get sent to me as in have you seen this i'm like well yeah i wrote it uh, <laughs> did you do that headline was it not when Levy beat celtic and it was spaghetti two hoops no and yeah I, that was me and that was in the sun the next day and that got stolen yeah, yeah. <laughs> that annoyed on, me for you that that happened because that's my second favorite football headline to and be that, fair though i kind of deserved that because i was on my honeymoon at the time and the fact that i was on my honeymoon tweeting about livingston celtic meant i deserved everything i got you know no, it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a semi, was it? It was a league game. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was a league game. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That joke. It's so good. Um, Adam, we need to ask as well. Like, I mean, you are a bit of a big deal now, right? So, how many times before you were a big deal in terms of media did you actually get credited? Um, I'd say, I'd say most of the time if they were, if it was if uh, do you mean like if my joke was in the paper or whatever like oh, I or or any I anything at all yeah. I mean, yeah most of most of the time they'll give you they'll give you credit for stuff sometimes you'll see something and that's just slightly tweaked so there was a I wouldn't name him but I remember seeing someone who'd written a column in the paper and it was like a stand-up comedian and there were like two or three jokes that I'd written that week and he passed them off as his own but this was years ago and this was Is it Susan's brother <laughs> Who's that? Susan's brother. Thank you. Susan. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, no. Will you tell um, us in secret who it is? No, no, let's uh, just guess. We'll not tell anybody. Yeah, what great content. Let's just guess journalists. I might I might tell you in That's I might tell you in secret. Uh, it, it rhymes with schmanky schmoil. No, it doesn't really. Um, <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not not anyone as big as that. Uh, but that was like that was before I was you know, it kind of got a bit bigger and I think they probably thought no one will know because he's not that big, you know. Um, but now I think I'd have people constantly tagging me going. But there was also like around that time I'd started putting anonymously, I was doing a thing with the record where we were just sort of putting a few jokes of mine down the side of the page on a Saturday. Yeah. But because it was done completely anonymously, I was getting people saying this to me. Every week someone would be going, have you seen the record? I've ripped you off, mate. And I'm like, yeah, it was me. <laughs> See, when you started Old Firm Facts on Twitter, mm-hmm. did you think it would become like it has? No, not at all. Um, it was purely, um, I spoke about this a couple of times, it was purely just a, a mate of mine had been telling me I should give Twitter a go and I hadn't really thought much about it. And then I thought of a couple of jokes and thought, I'll set up an account, tweet these out. And it was purely just to kind of make my, my friend laugh. And uh, then it just sort of naturally kind of, grew over time um it sort of grew a little bit over the first few months and then it sort of started to get a bit of momentum um but no there was never any plan to do anything with it at all it was purely like genuinely like two seconds to think of the joke and then 30 seconds to set up an account and if it had if it had not done anything then like old fun facts would have lasted one day and i wouldn't have ever thought oh i should pursue that it was just a weird kind of quirk of fate that it took off the way it did. I've got a first question from someone for you. Um, are you funny outside of football? <laughs> like 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 me. Like I'm pretty funny when it comes to football jokes. Oh, I, don't know. I can do um, jokes about anything. Like, I, I see what you mean. Like, like I've got a really good range of cheese jokes, and I had a really good one. <laughs> I did it at the zoo a couple of weeks ago. It went down well. Is 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 the implication basically? You're not funny about football. Is there something that you are funny about? Is no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> See, what, 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 basically, there's a really joke, Adam, that I'm not funny when it comes to football jokes. Whereas I'm funny, actually, but mm-hmm. like mm. by the by. So you're like, you're like me. You're funny when it comes to football, but but not other stuff, maybe. 
Well, no, I, I mean, it's it's not for me to say, but I always I've always liked being. I think it's probably just being incredibly needy. Uh, but I think I like, you know, if I'm in the pub, I like after a few drinks, I like being the guy that's coming out with crap jokes and all the rest of it. But I mean, I've never, never done stand up or anything like that. So I'd, I'd probably die my arse doing something like that. But um, yeah, I've always, I just love, like, I just love comedy and I love, I'm geeky about comedy and I'm geeky about jokes and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've always tried to be the funny guy and probably just a pain in the arse, but. So why would you not try stand up then? Um, he show his face. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, there's. I might. I might be doing. I might be doing a face reveal in a few months, possibly. Um, maybe or maybe not. Can't really say too much. Just is now. that because you're going on Winter Love Island? Karen, for God's sake, can, you, can we not just have one private conversation, please? Um, uh, so maybe it would be better if folk all wore masks. Yeah, on Winter Love Island. Yeah, just see what happens. Um, well, you know, he was married a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's fit. She watches the violence, so she'd be like, "That's my Adam." Um, <laughs> I, 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 I was married to him last week. Yeah. How would she recognise you? But I presume you don't wear a mask at home. Uh, no, that's love scandal. We started with a talking to be fair, so you know what? Regression. I don't wear a mask at home, but I had a request a couple of months ago, uh, and it was it was one of those moments where I was doing this, and I was thinking, what has my life become? And it was someone that follows me on Twitter that I've spoken to a few times. She's a teacher, and she said, uh, I think she was teaching like six-year pupils, so they're all kind of like 17, 18, and she said uh, a couple of them are turning 18, uh, and they said that they're fans of old firm facts. Can you do... A video for them but I was like yeah of course I'll do it and then I was like well I'm gonna to have to do it wearing a mask and so anytime I've gone on off the ball they always take a photo afterwards and uh, or they sometimes do so I've had a messy mask with me for that so I was like I could use the messy mask but I bought another one to try um but it turned out this mask was absolutely tiny so I had like I was alternating between a messy mask and a Nicola Sturgeon mask and it was just a point while I was doing this I was like Hey, it's Adam from Old Firm Facts wearing this Daphne Nicola Sturgeon mask. And it's like, how did my life become to this? Let it become this. Like, I've got friends that are doctors and lawyers, and here I am in my living room dressed as Nicola Sturgeon. Have you ever, you ever thought about a mask like this? No, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, and uh, after seeing that, I'm still not thinking about it. No, <laughs> no this is an audio only podcast. You need to describe that now, Jamie. So Jamie's just one. with his gimp mask, so I don't know why he's <laughs> stuck that one on. I think I might have told this story in the podcast before. So we went to Stagdew to Berlin, and there was a wee shop that was selling Mexican wrestling masks. So you're on a Stagdew, what's better than getting some wrestling masks and running about the city of Berlin? Drinking, strip Aye. joints, they're all better <laughs> things. I know, we did that as well. All oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So, Good that. Can I just ask something? You want a load of it? (laughs) Adam, see after your your reveal, mate, your face reveal, Mm -hmm. um, do you think you could come onto your naked calendar that we're trying? Because Scott's going to be the front poster here. (laughs) Well, Can I just say that I'm not doing this calendar? (laughs) I didn't ask you. (laughs) Cheers. I'm asking Adam. (laughs) Well, yeah, I, I, I will, but only if I can wear some of the outfits. Only if I can sort of be half naked, but wear some of the outfits from the Neil Lennon calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I've got them. 
Which, which half you want to be naked? Which half? <laughs> well, I don't know what his trousers were like, so I'm just going to have to wear the jacket. <laughs> I love that Neil Lennon calendar. I feel like you've had a lot of good content out of that. Oh, yeah. And do you know the thing? I always refer to it as the official Neil Lennon calendar. He actually did it two years in a row, so it's calendars plural. I don't know. So he's 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 gone he's gone in like the winter of two thousand and thirteen. He's looked at the sales figures for that and gone, yeah, there is a market for this. I'm going to do this again next year. Do I get the target of like five? And if there was going to be more than five, so I'm right, I'm going to do it again next year. I'm going to build <laughs> on it. Well, I guess it depends how many family members and friends were willing to pay for it, or how many people are willing to use it as a dartboard. Well, there's that as well. Oh, Adam, um, you mentioned so. Adam was just saying um, that you obviously mentioned your latest stand-up comedy. Who's just a favourite say for um, comedians? Oh, I mean, uh, an, uh, your, your obvious one, you know, everyone in Scotland, rightly so, would say Billy Connolly is right at the top of the tree. Um, I love a lot of, sort of classic American stand-ups, so, you know, Richard Pryor, guys like that. When I was, when I was kind of like maybe nineteen twenty, I was absolutely obsessed with Bill Hicks. Um, who else? These days are really like John Mulaney, the American guy. Um, my mind's going blank, but uh, yeah, I, I, I love a lot of I love a lot of uh, stand-ups, and I get geeky about that kind of thing. Should we talk about football? What enough? comedy? What comedy? Oh, in a minute. What comedy um, shows do you like? Like TV ones? Um, oof, the Office, Alan Partridge, Peep Show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Those four would probably would be my top ones thick of it 30 rock loads but yeah i mean i get obsessive i get like when i get some free time I, i'm always like right i'm gonna catch up with this thing i haven't seen and then I end up just binging the same stuff i've watched a million times um which is probably true for a lot of people during the pandemic just kind of go for your comfort food but um yeah i just I, I, like uh, yeah i love my i love my comedies let's throw that out to everyone else then it's on see this what doing you, you're funny adam you're not uh, so, <laughs> what, what's your favourite comedian? My favourite comedian of yeah. all time, or apart from, just... apart from me, apart from me. At the moment, I quite like uh, there's some American comedians that work at the comedy store. Do a lot of podcasts. I like you know, Bobby Lee from Tiger Belly, things like that. Um, but obviously, as Adam says, Billy Connolly. I met. You know, I, I was. I didn't meet. I was working at Waterstones at the time they came in. Uh, and just, you know, I think he loves going around Glasgow and just walking two steps and somebody else will come up to him and just pat him on the, the shoulder and start chatting to him. Uh, lovely uh, man. So, yeah, so that's probably, you know, current and, you know, obviously legendary ones. Okay, uh, John? All time, um, I think it's hard to see past Billy Connor. I think you know, he's just absolutely tremendous. The fact he's kept going for how many decades just um, says it all but um, I like going to um, the stand that's something I'm looking to start doing again now that um, we're allowed to um, and mm-hmm. there's a few good ones there um, there's a good comp here called Joe Heenan who I follow on Twitter as well who I think is really funny he's one that I would say is quite underrated but um, probably because you don't see him on the you know on the TV etc but um, he's still very very good and um, I say can't wait to go back to the stand mm. uh, Miguel Joe Heelan's my ex's uncle. That's quite funny. But, uh, <laughs> that's genuinely serious. Um, I don't think you made it up, Miguel. <laughs> Why would you make that up? Why would I make it up? Why, Scott? 
Fide Scott, that should be your new nickname. All these wee weird comments keep leaving. Right. My favourite one. <laughs> My favourite one has got to be, everybody's went Billy Connolly, but I'm Peter Kay. See, his stuff it is actually sensational. Go back to Phoenix Nights and then the Peter Kay thing and all that. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. The gig at Blackpool Tower. Blackpool Tower is superb. The scene, oh, I think Bolton's really good. I love the Bolton when that's his hometown as well. Mm. See, if you watch uh, like interviews with him, he said that before that he doesn't ever want to be taken serious. So like, I've seen him with Jonathan Ross and he's trying to ask him questions. And he'll just totally like swerve it and talk about something utterly stupid. So we built like this with John, with bad John. He Aye. just leaves the football and talks about rubbish. Exactly. <laughs> and it works. It works. Folk like it. Um, You're right, Aaron, who's your, who, Aaron, who's your favourite? Um, I like, I just probably prefer like TV stuff to stand up stuff. I like. Okay, TV show. Favourite um, TV show? Comedy. Neil Delamere stand up really good. Song in the Fringe. Larry Dean's good. I'm actually going, I'm going to the stands in Glasgow a week on Sunday because I'm annoyed with Scott Rail because it looks like I'm going to have to get. Will you be signing autographs? Gonna is, that, is that a possibility? Autographs, like if people bring their books. An event, yeah. Selfies. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Okay. I what? like um, TV. Inside Number Nine and Legal Gentlemen are two of the best mm. things that ever be made. We are absolutely stunning. Inside Number Nine is so clever. I like Greenwing. Remember Channel Four? Oh yeah. Really I good. Remember. And Peep Show is a classic. Peep Show is very good, very clever as well. Brilliant. The thick of it is absolutely, it's so good. And I like like Alan Partridge a lot. I'm going to see Alan Partridge in Aberdeen next May. Oh yeah, I'm going to the Glasgow show. Yeah, well, I was going to go to the Glasgow show and I thought, oh, can't do that. Because look at the date, I'll be in Armenia. Or Albania, sorry, but I'm going to be in Albania anymore. I'm going to be at home. So, great. I thought, oh. Better just not book anything for that Wednesday, Thursday, because I'll need to get back from Albania in time for my European final. Yeah. So that's ideal. Yeah. I was talking to someone earlier who, I, oh, actually, we're on his podcast as well. He never told us about uh, Glenn from Red Tinted Glasses. Aye. I didn't know I needed never. permission slips to go have a podcast. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> we, need Lord, we need Lord deals here. <laughs> now, this is, I mean, we're at the transfer window. I want to know, are you staying? <laughs> Well, I've not been offered a new deal, so we're going to have to deal with What do you mean a new deal with? Jamie, can I, yeah. Jamie, right, can I stick up for Erin here? Because she's out there um, helping promote our podcast, and it's actually a good thing from our point of view that we're getting asked to go promote theirs, because we've oh, been good sorry, at promoting I'm everyone else's. Like exactly. we're doing with Adam tonight. Sorry, I know we are, but it's just the banter. Just the point that I get asked on there. It's a transfer window or a, it was a joke. We did our business back in in June after the Euros. We like to do it early. Oh, you did. You did yeah, actually. Nice early business. All, mm-hmm. No drama. Great. Yep. Solid signings. Exactly. Young stars. Tomorrow. It's tomorrow the 31st, yeah. Yes, it is the actual day. We'll slam shut tomorrow. Has everyone got their yellow tie ready? <laughs> no. I was trying to see. I was trying to get to the fact the transfer window was was closing, and then I was interrupted. Well, we could we could talk about the transfer window now if you like. Is everyone? I thought, I thought we were going to talk about Europe. That's what we are going to do. No, no we're I not. don't know if we are going to talk. About <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Europe. <laughs> we're, we're actually half an hour in here, and this is the first real mention of football. What is happening? No, I think we did mention I tried the football this earlier. It's the Scottish Food Funny podcast this week. Yeah. And, we, and I just think Europe, you know, some teams are in Europe, some teams aren't in Europe, and there'll be games coming up, we'll talk about those at a later date, 
and that's about it, isn't it? That's all there is to I actually, I actually quite like that Edinburgh Scottish Football Funny Podcast. That might be a title for the week. We'll see. I thought it was Scottish Fun Facts. No. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we could do that. Actually, that's quite good. We would have to get some facts. But it's never stopped oh, me. Oh, someone's, someone's running the, door, the doorbell. Sorry. Is that Sorry. someone for you, Scott? Someone in the car? <laughs> one, of, one, of, one of the first facts of the day is Aberdeen are out of Europe. What happened there? We got beat. We got beat. That's it. Move Last on. Hibs. No, Hibs are <laughs> <went> out there. <laughs> right. Last season, disaster. Celtic, evidently in the height of their banter years, you have. Mm. Okay. They have. Okay, before you signed Joe Hart, of all people, your goalkeepers were a disaster. You lost your first game to Hearts, who just got promoted, and went out of the Champions League, and now that you've won a game or two, we're on here with all this attitude. Very good. This is classic. What about it, isn't it? What about it, deflection? I uh, know, it's just... To- listen, I want to talk about the facts. The facts are, there's no Conference League. What happened? There's a Conference League, but a pair of Scottish teams get knocked out. Yeah. I actually think it's because we're going to focus on the league, so it's actually okay. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. Who, who wants so to that's, all doubt, that's all doubt real this weekend, isn't it? Who wants to play what, Sunday games? No one wants to play Sunday games, do they? No, no, no. If it was me for the Ross County keeper, spilling the ball, he's with a lost. Oh, nonsense. Well, it would have been fine. To be fair... To be no, fair, apart, year, apart from Aaron being the most optimistic fan, I used to be the most optimistic Aberdeen fan. It's now Aaron. We did say, I did say, and I was at least saying, Carabag, good team. I wasn't quite overly confident, quite finely balanced. They did show, certainly on Thursday, they are streetwise. They know how to play in Europe, and we don't quite yet know, know yet. And that's fair enough. We have played in Europe, but we've not played a team as good as them for a while. We also shared that we'd been the last team it was as good as that because we also should have a right good team. But so be, I think to be knocked be out by a team of that caliber is not a disgrace. To no, be fair, Adam has even done jokes about it because he knows that it's actually it's not a thing to joke about. See, the way the way you solve it is you go and win the league this year and you're in the Champions League next year, and then that's there's that's a if we finish third as well, I think we're into Europa League group stages when that's um. It's not being defeatist, it's a realistic achievement. Do you, is it not if we win the Scottish Cup that you go straight might be. in there? It might is be. That, out, might is that maybe trumpet? Yeah, well, we are going to win the Scottish Cup anyway, because you might see my what prediction. Do you need to, so it's not winning it in 31 years. <laughs> you want to say something, Scott? To try and take it back to get a serious note, I have seen a few Aberdeen fans after this week you know, questioning Stephen Glass. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that well, becoming well. more and more... Because you're looking at it as an outsider looking in, it seems to be progressing slightly. Is it just not as fast for, for some fans? I think the, the way I, the, yeah, the, the way I'm I'm looking at it is you know the last two weeks you took a big gamble on the Race Rovers um, League Cup tie by making uh, seven eight changes um, to focus on the Carabag game. Now we've went out the League Cup to Race Rovers. Um, and we've now went to Europe, so that gamble's failed. Um, we've also dropped points at home at Ross County South who are going to be struggling. And, if, and as Miguel rightly points out, it was a goalkeeping howler that um, cost us. But we've only kept one clean sheet. That's a worry. Um, David Bates has been brought in. Why wasn't he in before the European Games? That's some for the recruitment to um, sort out. The story I heard he had other offers, because on was it Saturday? Friday or Saturday, I tweeted to say Hearts were in for him. 
and that's what that's what SDV Sport were reporting that David Bates was set to sign for Hearts, and then he pops up Aberdeen top. But at the end of the day, Stephen Glass is going to be judged on you know how we do in the cup competitions, and in some ways how we do in Europe because Derek McInnes didn't get us into um, the group stages. Well, we went out the Scottish Cup timidly as under United last season. Yes, that wasn't his team, but. Should be able to get his team up for a cup game. We're out of the League Cup this season and out of Europe. So I think for, for some people, I mean, it's obviously far too early to say glass out, etc. But I think question marks are going to be raised and it's understandable. You know, it's not a good start in my eyes. And But let's just see where we are um, after, at the end of the season, how well we've done the Scottish Cup. If we wins the Scottish Cup, then all's forgiven. I'll be like Miguel when it comes to Celtic because I know we're going to go on to them later. Right At the moment, I think Stephen Glass is a new manager. I know he had a wee bit of time doing stuff at Atlanta. He is learning. The disappointment, I suppose, we all have, not just these games. We never learned from the Dundee United game in the Cup last year. Because it is, as you say, that's where we get judged. I think as well, we're very different in terms of where we're trying to play. There are some players there that played under the old regime, which was very different in terms of style. We brought in quite a lot of new players, but I do think the new players we have brought in are good signings. If they had been made by McInnes, I think folk would have said they were pretty good. Mind you, they may have complained it's just the usual, we're looking at the same places, but I do think they have been good signings. Declan Gallagher, I don't think folk can complain what it can be a good player. Yes, he's Scott Brown. Well, but it is a decent sign. Scott Brown, Marley Watkins, we all wanted Marley Watkins back. Another one, he only get released, I think, by Cardiff. Cardiff tried him out, because I thought he could have been signed before Thursday. But suppose I was only released last Wednesday, so it would have been time right. for the registration. David Bates, 24. He's been in the Scotland squad before. He's got experience now of playing abroad. He won again in the Scotland team. I, I think they're all good sides. And we have just a Jack McKenzie, Calvin Ramsey. They're my dad's two best players. My thing, I'm only not quite Ramirez. sure on. Did you, know, did you mention Ramirez? Not yet, but there's a wee rest as well. That was the one that's a wee bit outside the box, but that's glass. But if you, the, my biggest problem at the moment is we have a system, but in Europe we didn't really use it. Now, I would have been rather we would have gone for it and attacked it at home. We never. I thought we were quite cagey. We're too easy to play against the midfield, which is weird when you've got Scott Brown in there and Lewis Ferguson. That's what I don't get. But we're creating loads of chances in certain games. It will come. He made it, Glass made a point. So far, if you look at all the teams that have been playing in Europe, they've not had much of a chance to train. So it's been game, 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 game. Maybe judge them now. They're not playing every week. We're not two games a week. See how it goes. We've got a better squad than we had at the start of the window. Mm-hmm. Let's see how it goes. Because Hibs and Hearts, I mean, they're the top teams just now in the league. Have they got much of a better squad than Aberdeen? I don't think so. I think there's certain positions Hibs are better than us. I think there's probably certain positions that Hearts are better. I would still be pretty confident we can finish third. And obviously the Scottish Cup, we would all love to win. And who knows? It's going to, this league's going to be tough this year. We've seen it already. Rangers have been beat, beaten by Dundee United. Celtic have been beaten by Hearts. So that's my take on it. It's too early to judge them on the back of what, I don't know, how many real games last year, maybe three or four. And then four games this year in the league. And then I know there's been Europe in the Cup. Far too early to judge. And folk that are actually judging them that early need to take a look at themselves. Because we're always complaining. We're always complaining managers don't get time. Well, game time. It was always going to be transitional after McInnes. Whether folk like McInnes or not, he did have the best period of success since arguably, what, 20 years? So that's my take on it. 
I think the best way to assess if your team is doing okay or doing horrendously is if you go on Overfax Twitter and your team's <laughs> not being really mentioned, you're doing fine. But all the <laughs> tweets are about your team. Massive problems going on. Yeah, people sometimes ask me, like, oh, you're always having a go at exercise. And I'm like, well, that's because they're not doing well. Like, you know, it's hard to make a joke about, ha ha, this team just won eight games on the bounce, what a bunch of losers. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just whoever gives you material. Aberdeen gave you quite a bit last season and annoyed me. Yeah, but... I like the old from facts bridge, the flowchart, <laughs> which will tell you if old from facts jokes are funny or not. Yeah. Is this about... about your team? I don't yeah, to... is this about another team? Hilarious and excellent patter. Is it about your own team? Yeah, absolute disgrace. Should be deleted. <laughs> Adam, yeah. I have to ask you, uh, your week in Scottish football um, tweet every Sunday. Um, how long do you actually spend preparing that? Too long. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, like... I, I'm torn. I'm torn about that because you know I, I love that people really get into it, but every every week I start it and think, yeah, I'll get this done quickly this week. And it's like you know, it's if it's if it's easy to do, then it's not been an exciting week or it's not been a funny week in Scottish football. But it's, it's real. Put that in a week in Scottish football pattern. Um, I, I was just watching that, a manscaped ad. Sorry. <laughs> that's porn you're watching porn it was, mans- it was manscaped oh my was god that when we're here well that's remember disgusting remember the, remember the guys at Payers guest, did you do that what's happening remember the, guy, the guys at Payers I didn't realise it was in bloody sound did I <laughs> you still shouldn't be looking at anything I'm looking at you're on your phone or, or podcast you know what I'm looking at I'm looking at Scottish football part of the week so there you are yes Hold that up again, Erin. I want to see. I want, I want to see what it looks like. Someone else's phone. Amazing. You can it's, see that. It's hard because there's so much stuff to filter through because it is brilliant. Well, do you know the, the the most frustrating part of it is that Twitter only allows you four pictures. So obviously, there's far more than four things in the roundup every week. But I've got to basically put them into condense them into four pictures, and I get because I know, like, because it's a giant thread. I don't want to start deleting tweets in it if I notice mistakes. So I get really, really pedantic about it. And if I don't like things looking like they've been just awkwardly slotted in. So everything has to look like symmetrical or whatever. And I get like, I, it takes ages. And I do, I kind of do it throughout the week. Just I've, I've got an email that I send to myself if I see something, because I'll never remember it on a Sunday. And I don't want to spend hours on a Sunday trolling through everything that's happened in the last week so I'll just if I see something I'll just email it to myself so I know on the Sunday when I'm putting it together and um, but Sunday is like my, my busiest day of the week already because it's the, the last day for me to write stuff for the podcast there's there's usually matches on as well um so yeah I've made my bed and I'm lying in it I love it I when that's... I see stuff on Twitter and I think I'll be seeing that on Sunday <laughs> <laughs> I think what I think is worrying, this is like when you're talking about the four pictures per tweet, like originally we wanted to do the calendar on Twitter, but we probably need to go full printed edition. Hmm. We could do it as a thread. Like... Well, there could be that, but I don't want to condense four pictures all together because it'll make small things smaller. Hmm. <laughs> Can we stop the calendar, Joe? We're not doing a calendar. I don't, oh, we'll talk no, about this. Talk about oh, this whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody asked you to be in the calendar. So I, don't, I don't know if I'd find that more offensive or, or a good thing. I can't tell if that's a good or bad. I do like, I think, um, I really like the Twitter page, but I also really like how many people take stuff that's definitely a joke very seriously, especially when you retweet anytime there's chat about Morales that um, 
messy looking to leave Barcelona thing. Oh god, yeah. The that... amount of people and like I get on Twitter, like it's not always clear people are being sarcastic, all of that. But like some of the stuff people write, you think just maybe go back and read it again. Yeah, well, the, the messy thing was actually just like the the year anniversary of that was a couple of days ago, so she so shared it again, and that was that literally took from the minute that I thought of the idea. Um, it took about twelve minutes for me to write it, edit it, and upload it because this was this was back when I was working full time for Reach at uh, Glasgow Live, so I was able to just if I you know I wasn't on shift at the time, but I was able to just open the work laptop and write it and upload it, and that was that. And I thought this might get a bit of a reaction, but I had no idea it was going to be as absolutely insane as it was, and it, the amount of people going, this is the worst reporting I've ever seen, and I'm like, that's kind of the point, it's not supposed to be serious, uh, and yeah, it, it's a, it was amazing how many people got so worked up about something that was so obvious, like just taking the piss, and people were people were pointing out, because there was a line that I put in, because technically, and this is why I'll stand by it, right, the headline was something like, uh, Messi nears Barcelona exit as Alfredo Morelos' future remains uncertain or something like that. At no point did you say Messi is going to Rangers or thank anything you. ridiculous. Thank you, Erin. Right. If people wanted to read that into it, that's on them. But the, there were two, fact, two statements in the headline, and both of them were true. Messi was on the verge of leaving Barcelona because last summer he'd submitted the transfer request, and Morelos was being linked with a move away from Rangers. If people want to draw conclusions from that headline, that's on them. But people, the, the line that seemed to not, not necessarily wind people up the most, but that, that people sort of dived in two-footed at was the thing about how it said, because it basically all stemmed from McLeish. Yeah, it was re, former Rangers target, Lionel Messi, near Barcelona exit. And he was a former Rangers target because when he was like 17, Alf McLeish had tried to get him on loan Supposedly, because his son had seen him on like champ manager or football manager. Yeah, was, or it was, uh, then. was it not Iniesta first? And then yeah. he said, they turned in yes, that they said no. And then he tried to go Messi after that. It was um, the same summer, I think. You'd... Yeah, so, so, they tried, so they tried to get them on loan so that you could see that that was, that was true. And I said something like uh, the deal, uh, Rangers couldn't get the deal over the line, and McLeish ended up signing Alex Ray. And people, people were taking this as like a very serious statement as if like he'd just gone, well, that's a like-for-like like replacement. <laughs> statement of fact. Didn't get messy, signed Alex Ray, and you can draw your own conclusions. If it was a football team in Scotland that were to be a sitcom, what team would it be? Probably Rangers. But, uh, well, <laughs> the, um, the, the, last, the last few years before, so I'd say pre-Gerard Rangers, um, would have made an excellent sitcom. Um, a bit of Gerard, to be honest, that lion thing was mental. Oh yeah, that was good. I mean, yeah, a few teams in Dundee. Yeah, um, early days of Gerard would still qualify for a sitcom, I think. Um, Celtic, you can fit into a sitcom because of the whole paranoia that a lot of fans have. I think you can get a lot of mileage out of that. Um, that's a good question. Could you do an Aberdeen? Sitcom. I think it would be more of a serious heart-hitting drama. A serious heart-hitting drama. I think it would be a... I think Aberdeen would probably be a, a European drama, like, based on our previous success. 
You don't look at a month like that. It'd be like Pitodri with an umlaut or something. But it would get um, two stars. Would you, would you watch Aberdeen All or Nothing? Yes. Nobody yes. watches Aberdeen just now, never mind anything else. <laughs> I, I, I think All or Nothing is Stephen Glass's tactics just now. I watched us lose 4 1 to Ross County last season. Absolutely, yeah. Um, St. Johnson <laughs> went out. St. Johnson went out, didn't they? Which. Did we think they were hard done? I don't I never see any of it because I was too busy with watching the Aberdeen game. It came down to taking chances, and St. Johnson were in the game for quite a period of time. They had a couple of efforts that were one Middleton um, miss out a shot, and the next one the keepers made a save. But then last two, um, you know, took their first main chance tonight very, very well. And then David Wotherspoon came on, and he was advised to change the game. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's just a bad well. <laughs> yeah, That was but, brilliant uh, from King Foster. To be fair, Wotherspoon usually is a pretty calm head. That he's just been, he's been, he's been done in there, didn't he, Foster? With that one, because Foster knows him. We'd have played him. Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, St. Johnson were just up against a streetwise team that you know, last have been in the last state of the Europa League in the last couple of seasons and stuff like that. So they're up against a very handy side, just like they were up against a decent side in Galatasaray around in the competition before. I don't Is like this um, knocking uh, if you get knocked out one competition, you go in another. No, where's the diet conference like for us to fall into? Some t- the diet conference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some, I, some teams, some teams, are, some teams get to drop down two tournaments. Right. Right. Not, if you want to be European competition, you should just be out of Europe. That's correct, actually. I, mm-hmm. I think so. I think you're about that. The thing is, when it comes to St. Johnson, I think they um, put everything into the set, the away leg. Again, because they're so set up for cup, cup games, that that's when they, they then go back to McDermott Park and it just kind of fell away a wee bit. I think it was just too much. Too soon. Um, hopefully they they learn from it and then get another chance at it. But the league form's not been great either. Has well, it? that exactly. I, I think, don't think they've yeah. they've worked well with Europe and then the league. They started, they started slowly last year as well, by the way, yeah. and look what they did. Aye, St. Johnson are a better away side than the home side. I think. Yeah. The way they, the way they play. That's just my opinion. Um, speaking of Nori earlier, he was saying they're hoping to get that Finnish striker in. So hopefully he's a good finisher. Is he? I've heard he's only twenty eight. <laughs> well, it's been fun, guys. Uh, right. <laughs> Come on, that was quite good. How do you delete a podcast? <laughs> it's not even published yet. We did that with Phil Maguire by mistake. He came back on. That was a nightmare, wasn't uh, it? That, but he came back on one, later. The first one we did, I, I reckon we managed to cover everything the other time, but it almost was like. We've filmed the movie already and we're just filming the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually a good um, question, though. So, Adam, do you ever have a tweet where you're like, can I delete that? Wish I'd done that. That's a nightmare one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do sometimes because uh, you get torn between... If you think of something, you, you're like, I don't want someone else to think of this and get it out there before me. So it's about weighing up, like, do you think it's good enough or is it a case of just it's got to get out before someone else thinks it? And I try and, like, if I'm doing a joke during a match, I'll tend to hold off until the game's finished because I've had my fingers burnt before with tweeting something um, and then it gets screenshotted. And I'm guilty of doing it to other people as well. It's like you, someone will tweet 
something halfway during the game going, this guy's crap. And then they invariably score like five minutes later. And it's, then it's just that your notifications are just you are saying, you know. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I've, I've done it a few times because I don't, I still haven't worked out. I still, like, after years of doing it, haven't worked out what people are going to like because it's just, does it make me laugh? So if I think of something and I'm like, that's crap, then I just won't tweet it. But everything that I tweet, I, it has made me laugh or it's like, I've thought it's funny, but sometimes Twitter will tell you otherwise. I thought you were going to say when you get your fingers pointed at football, it's with pies again. We're talking about pies. That was my my gluten-free vegan horseradish pie. (laughs) Quite a lot of the pies at the football are actually a bit tepid, I find. Not always great. Not the the macaroni ones, because you don't know. Uh, Miguel, what were you saying? I was just going to say, like, see on a Saturday night, I normally tweet stuff like that as well. I think it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and then you wake up the Sunday rough and you go, it's not that funny, mate. Any chance yeah. deleting that. The best <laughs> people that you see, and it does tend to be one group of fans more than others, who will post like raging videos. And TikTok seems to be the platform this at the moment. Mm. They go absolutely mad. Like, they are furious. But the next day, they just stand by it. They're like, oh, calm down a bit. Hashtag things about their club you better tell our listeners what tiktok is <laughs> tiktok is an app where there is short videos it's pretty much i quite enjoy it. it's quite good fun um but For, you better explain that people have their clothes on by the way just no day type of videos um the time you watch by the sounds of your last video <laughs> that you just played but see i think that that's for attention I think in terms of when people do that, that's all that is. I've seen the Arsenal fan, um, we saw the Rangers fan earlier this season. I think that's just, it's just attention. It's just, they see that's what gets people's, you know, views and all the rest of it. I don't think they, they give too, too far, really. I think, I think there's an element of it as well with younger fans uh, where, and this isn't just a football thing, it's just a kind of societal thing that, that because they've got all this, technology at their disposal and this constant need for validation through likes and retweets and shares and views and all the rest of it that they're almost sort of divorced from the moment that you know it's the same people at gigs filming the whole thing like i'm guilty of you know pre-pandemic when i'm going to gigs i'll take a wee 30 second video or whatever but yeah, people filming right. people filming the whole thing so they're not really in the moment and that's not like that's not me having a dig at young people because if i was their age and had those that technology at my disposal when I was 18 I'd be exactly the same it's just what it's just the way that the pressure that they live their life under it's just you've got to constantly have that online validation and I'm kind of lucky that old fun facts didn't happen for me when I was like 18 because I would have been a wreck with it I was speaking about that recently because I was lucky enough to grow up in the 90s and I say lucky enough because it was a great decade so the likes of like Oasis at Valak and folk talk about it there's not that much coverage available apart from what was done by Oasis's own media team mm-hmm. because I don't have anything from it. I've got yeah. fucking, I've got fucking great memories, mind you, from it, and I do yeah. have vivid memories. Mm-hmm. And like, see, realistically, see when I take photos at gigs or football, how often do I look back at them? Yeah, I don't know. You need to answer that question yourself, Jamie. I don't know. Yeah, it was one of the was one of the questions that doesn't need an answer. Right. That's rhetorical. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Rangers and Celtic in Europe, so they both progressed, which is great for Rangers and Celtic, but no one else. I just heard Rangers and progress there. <laughs> 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 
that's, that's why you get paid to do this podcast. It's actually good for the coefficient. Yes. Yeah, oh, your chin right now, Aaron. Yeah. I've gone off the coefficient. Yeah. <laughs> I want for Scottish football. Um, I, I mean. I might be in a minority, I don't know, but I want to see every Scottish team do well um, in, in Europe because it is good for um, our reputation. But Thursday night was not a good night for Scottish football, even though Celtic and Rangers progressed um, because by all accounts, Rangers' performance against 10 men was not great and they scraped a 0-0 draw. Mm. Celtic, um, after the start of the game, I mean, they, Joe Hart makes a horrendous error for the first one. St- um, Starfelt... Um, what he was doing for that own goal, I have no idea. It was awful. And if it wasn't for a sitter missed by the Altmar player in the second half, who knows? That could have been extra time where Altmar might have even got a fourth goal. I mean, it, was, it just wasn't a good night. Maybe something Celtic. Celtic should have got a man sent off yesterday and they done better because Rangers struggled against Malbo with 10 men and Alice with 10 men. Rangers mm-hmm. probably had three or four chances in the first half. They should have, that game should have been out of sight. Manelas could have had a hat trick first half. Yeah. But again, it's the as a, we should know by now, every season, all the teams that get papped out, Scotland, there's no guarantees, even for Rangers and Celtic. So as long as the Rangers and Celtic go through, that should be classed as success for both of them until the next round and see how they get on there. There, there is no guarantees. And, you know, it, the Armenian thing with Rangers, you know, we have to remember Rangers had to go out with a lot of key players missing a young kind of bench and things like that. And, you know, they, they got the result. It was a professional performance in that aspect. And the Celtic... Was there that many team? Was there that many players out? I know they have played. They well, have had players out. Right, there's not exactly... It wasn't that. It wasn't that. McGregor, 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 Goalkeeping your captain, so that's yeah, there. But then Nathan Carson comes there. there. He's more capable. Patterson was there on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Remember, yeah. Patterson was there. He's Nathan still a young. He's still a young afterwards. player. He's still how many games has Nathan Patterson played? He is. So he's alright to, still... right to play for Scotland. He's good enough to play for Scotland. But yeah, but you're not going to guarantee. He's still not. But he's still young enough that you're not going to guarantee a good, a, a very good performance every time he plays for Scotland or Rangers. That's that, especially if you're going to take him to Armenia. You, you don't know what you're going to get. But Patterson's like, played in enough big games now that he's comfortable. That's that's the point that you're trying to make there. Robin McCrory is a different kettle of fish because he's not played in that type of game. But Nathan Patterson, you know, it's no, 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 he's no. he's Nathan, good enough to come in and take Tavernier's place. Yeah, but it's not guaranteed that he's going to give a consistent performance every single time. You know, it's I, not I, I remember, that, I remember, yeah, I remember Alan Hutton doing the, coming through the exact same way and. There were still performances from Alan Hutton that were shocking and just before he signed for Spurs. So it, it, every week he wasn't giving those nine million pound performances. That's just the way the way of it in, in Scottish football, it's, it's especially. So I think in Celtic, you know, AZ Dalbar looked a decent outfit from what I've seen. So it's again getting through is enough for Celtic. I, I don't think we, we need to kind of go eye that they lost the away leg. But it doesn't matter, they won the tie. That's the that's the thing that I would be going and then just walking into the next group stage. I think I get take the point about Rangers and Celtic joining Scottish clubs doing well in Europe being good. The last time Rangers were in a European competition where there were fans present, they had section after section of their stadium closed because they simply could not behave themselves. And I don't think in any way that is good for Scottish football because I think it's embarrassing. 
but that's yeah. that's a totally different subject in terms of. It's not a different topic, different subject though. No, but it is. If you're talking no, about the there, co- no, wait a minute, wait a minute. If the coefficient is good for Scottish football, Rangers have to do well. We need to also call out Rangers and Celtic when they cause shit in Scottish football or in no, Europe. That does impact. That does impact on our Scottish teams. There's two specifically different aspects to it. One is just on the playing field, the playing side of things, and then yeah, there's there's, there's the football side of things in terms of the on the pitch and then the, the fans and the, the, the Ferrari that goes on uh, in the stands. And I 100% agree. I think, you know, why is it not come to the stage where, not, let's not even go into UEFA, let's talk about SFA and SPFL that should, in the lead up to a, an old firm game or a Glasgow derby, depending on which team you support and what you call it, there should be, if you get caught doing it, if it, you know what they say, it's not majority, but if we hear it, then you're not going to be in for the next one. SPFL so, and SFA have um, authority from UEFA to deal with um, sectarian chanting, and they've never done it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's that's been, you if you, if you're being a forward Rangers fan, if you want to, to to hit them where it hurts, then you have to say right, okay, well if you do it this time, you're not next two games at Ibrox that you face against Celtic, and it shouldn't be against uh, anybody else, but definitely against Celtic because that's the ones that they want to go to. You're not going to get anybody in the stadium. And we'll actually, Why is it not happening we're, then? Going to, we're going to have 50,000 Celtic fans at iBox. Why is it not happening then? Because the SFA, yep. SPFL, Scottish government aren't strong enough to actually come out and make some sort of bold statement like that. And they're worried that the Sky might walk away with well. the clubs need to do stuff as well? Yes. Of course. I would like to think that in European competitions this year, we won't see more of that. But the video was from yesterday. Um, I mean, I don't think really there is anything which suggests that anything's got any better or that there is that much desire amongst their fans to do anything about it because the minority, and, and it, it is a minority, it isn't, you know, it is a percentage of them, but that minority is vocal and the majority don't seem to actively want to do anything at all. And yeah, it is either what about point scoring or trying to claim videos are fake, oh, it's not that big a deal, it's not that. I so There was a lot of stuff, Adam, you'll have, I'm sure I've probably given up trolling through the replies to that mm. video you tweeted yesterday, but it is all just trying to deflect from something that's been an issue in Glasgow for a long time and actually seems to be getting worse. Yeah, I mean, I quickly muted that conversation, um, so I've not, I've not delved back in to see what... Ironic, given that apparently you were just looking for attention when you posted it. Oh, someone said that, or is that just... That's just but people not has someone actually said that? I think you had posted it. Oh no, I think it was actually the Ronaldo thing that you posted for attention. Oh, yeah, because that because that's the sort of attention you want, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I think with with stuff like that, you you've got to call it out. I think uh, we've seen too many people, and the, the the problem is that whenever you whenever people see a tweet in isolation, they'll see it as well. This is just another. Celtic or Rangers or whoever fan having a dig at whoever it is I support but you've got to be consistent in calling these things out and so it just so happens that two weeks in a row it's been Rangers fans and you can't go um well I get you know I'm a bit worn out after calling that last one out last week so I'll sit this one out you kind of you you've got to call it out when you see it and you'd call it out if it was fans of any other team um but the fact that it's been two weekends in a row with Rangers, and I, I think you absolutely have to call it out for what it is, and not just kind of as Erin was talking about going for what about and 
talking about edited videos and all the rest of it. Can you just make yourself look daft? But that's but I don't I don't really get the whole oh but your fans did this yeah and that's the problem as well hundred percent so let's deal with it all you know it's not a, okay so well we'll even you know leaving each other out so we're both back to even no like hundred percent yeah you know there are fans of lots of clubs whose behaviour is unacceptable and I'm sure all of us have heard things you know from various different teams but the Saint Aaron issue is one well one city and those two clubs mainly mm-hmm. and it doesn't really seem to be improving and I think with stuff like Twitter and like you know how easy it is nowadays just to kind of set stuff like that organize it you know I guess in like years and years ago when you had all these marches on you know I don't know in terms of organization stuff but now it just seems so easy for people who are like-minded to get together do these things and then to almost see it as some kind of justification because well other people agree with me too it is it's just mad yeah and it's almost like it's seen. a badge of honor isn't it that's the way it, it mm-hmm. seems and they, they're stupid enough to film themselves that's to the police and well, then the, and then it's more the people who oh proper rangers fans wouldn't film this yeah i talked about this on the, on the podcast last week this, this idea that uh, there were fans going well this is why we don't allow Phones on our buses, and you're going. Uh, are, 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 are not having racists on my buses. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like how, you, you couldn't think of a more obvious way of say of you know landing yourself in it than saying this is why we don't allow phones. And so you're saying we don't you don't allow phones. And what what is there that you're not allowing to be filmed? You might as well just hold up a sign saying we also do racism on this bus. You know, but um, we don't film it and we don't put it on Twitter. Exactly. It's just such an absolutely bizarre and and you get like you get fans going, oh these bloody hand ringers, you can't say anything these days, it's just a bit of banter. That's just uh, where do you even begin with that? It doesn't help when you've got people inside the mainstream media. I'm gonna call it out as well, Alan Brazil, <clears throat> when he's talking about Posta Coglu and purposely not saying his name right. Which again is still it's that's a, that's racist as well. Do you know what I mean? You can't be you can't be doing stuff like that, like yeah, it is at worst, at, at, you know, at best, it is just disrespectful. It's the same with Morales yes. and um, who is it that just cannot, um, oh, what's his name? Who just cannot deal with, I've heard him called everything. Well, but I, mean, look, I think if you look in the media and you think, like, look at I think Derek Ray, he makes sure that he finds out how to pronounce names correctly. Laurie that we had on the podcast when he's doing his match commentary, he makes sure he knows how to pronounce these guys' names. It's just disrespectful. It's just respectful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, when it does happen, you have, you know, especially people, colleagues and stuff, you're supposed to email and you're like, oh, I need to write the phone. And sometimes I just ask because I think, not really sure, and I don't want to have a guess. I think it's quite rude. And I think that's fine. But if that is your actual job, surely part of your homework is pronouncing people's names correctly. I just, I find it, I think it is very, very poor broadcasting. I think it makes Scottish football look bad externally. And I don't think we need any help in that. But it wasn't the fact that he couldn't actually pronounce it. He deliberately said something completely different mm. to kind of normalise the fact. Uh, oh, it's all right. This was after the Kyogo stuff. And you're like, mate, what are you actually doing? You're actually making this a lot worse than what it needs to be. Just can it. But the thing I mean, is... Sorry, there you go. Uh, so I was just going to say, I, I've, I've not heard that. Are people sitting laughing in the studio when he's doing that? Uh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's Alan that's, that's... that can't pronounce Morales' name. That's who it is. 
That's well when I was always xenophobia because it came to Bud League that they, they don't know that was what much about. The problem was they have to do a bit of homework on that, don't they? Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you look if you look at the mainstream media and there is quite a lot of feeding into all the kind of society's kind of um, issues. Because if you look at Morelos as as a a prime example, there's been lots of articles written about Morelos that are probably racist and do not get called out enough. It's, um, you know, there was one about kind of the cartel, Colombian cartels and all the rest of it. It's clearly, you know, it's just kind of stereotypical things about his country and all the rest of it. Yet they then come on and they'll say something about this, that, and the next thing the, the week after about fans and you can't trust fans to do this, that and the next thing. The, the Scottish media, not all of them, there is some great um, mainstream media people in Scotland, but some of them feed into it and really that's where they make a lot of money. And why Scott McGill's listening at Talk Sport, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I've seen, seen the clip, mate, of his own. His own oh, right, okay. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Scott's been on Talk Sport. Aye, to be fair. To be fair, I went <laughs> on with Jim White. He's a bit of a big deal. And Chris Alumo, but we no need to talk that, about that. that. that, that and shows, also, slagged off, also slagged off Simon Jordan, so just to help me out a bit there. Just because you've been on it doesn't mean you need to listen. Don't need, you don't need to listen to it. I don't listen to that old Fran Pants podcast. I, listen, it's just <laughs> 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 I am That's joking. Yeah, well, uh, well, I well, am well, joking. Well, joking. No, I was, um, was, was Aaron, a You should talk to Secretary Yave on my podcast. I've put myself on mute when I eat it, don't worry. And <laughs> the media thing, though, I think in England is, is as bad. Like Rashford and Sterling. Hmm. Stuff you yeah. see in headlines. And like the sun are the worst for it because they, yeah. they genuinely do not care anymore. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they ever did, but I think they've got to a point where their readership isn't great. And so what they won't need what they think they need to do is keep the readers they've got and they know what they like, which is massive racism, bigotry. Is the readership not that great? I think it's probably better than what you'd expect. I mean, the fact, if they sell one paper, that's one too many. But I think... (laughs) I 100% agree with you, but I think there's many people that have unfortunately got the same views as them and they'll pick up. They've created an echo chamber because what they think is we want to keep the people who are reading this and what do they like? And that's what it is. And it, it's not news, it's not reporting, it is catering to people who absolutely think it's disgusting that Marcus Rashford has made a bit of money, how dare he? It's yeah, and perfect. The, the thing about the, the Sun and particularly with Mail Online is when it comes to footballers, what deal are essentially just high profile black people let's talk Marcus Rashford, Meghan Markle, whoever. So you see a lot of stuff on, say, the, the Mail Online where it's absolutely on paper, not racist, but there's you, they know who their audience is and they're pandering to them. So it's not, it's not straightforward. You can't, it's not racist to say that Raheem Sterling spent a lot of money on a house. But if you look, they're not, they're not publishing those stories um, the day after Harry Kane misses a penalty, they're not saying Harry Kane misses a penalty and then spends a few hundred thousand pounds on glamorous house. But they ran they ran these stories about Raheem Sterling and they know what they're doing when they're doing these stories about Sterling or Rashford and the amount of stories that you see about Meghan Markle as well. Whereas they're not they're not calling her a name. There's not necessarily an insult, but they're portraying her in a negative light over the pettiest of stuff and they know. That whether it's conscious or subconscious, a lot of their readers have a kind of racially 
charged it, prejudice towards the headlines about Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton, which are the same. So yeah. they say yeah. uh, Kate Middleton's craving for avocados during pregnancy. Oh, Meghan Markle eats avocados and this causes, you know, deforestation, all this stuff. Um, Kate Middleton lovely cradles bump at public event. Why is Meghan Markle obsessed with touching her bump? And it's clever because on the face of it, it's, it's a headline. But it's cleverly done because just, the idea is what they're trying to make people think. And the reality is Meghan Markle's just stealing avocados from Park Thistle fans. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, going back to your point, Adam, you made about Raheem Sterling. Did you have a similar article about Raheem Sterling and Phil Foden? So Raheem Sterling was Flash, Black Kid Gets Mum House, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Phil, Phil Foden, nice young guy, buys his mum a house. When Phil Ford and Mason Greenwood got papped out of the England squad, it was the same thing. Greenwood was totally in the wrong. Uh, they didn't mention Ford, they, they hardly mentioned Ford doing the exact same thing. Is the um, word they use yeah. stuff like flashes, cash, all of this kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Is the language we should like, probably move on because this could be a podcast in itself and we need to keep on calling this out, but we should mm-hmm. probably get back to what people want to hear about. Now, our media team, we know folk like listening to the stuff about hot balls. We've all got hot balls here. Apart from maybe one yeah. person. Um, <laughs> so, just a reminder, you can get 20% and free shipping at Manscaped, uk.manscaped.com. The Lawnmore 4.0, make your balls fresh with the ball deodorant, bronzer balls. I, I, I found this confusing. The ball bronzer doesn't actually bronze your balls. So I thought it was going to get a tan there or something like that. It actually turns out it's just a wee freshen up. <laughs> so you know what it's like when you're playing football, Scott? You like a wee freshen up after you've been playing football. <laughs> I just don't know how you wanted your balls to be tanned. What is that about? <laughs> I'm wondering, um, Adam's obviously going to do his big pace reveal. Is he is he going to be a manscaped campaign as well? <laughs> what I want what I want to know is from the man who is so funny, give us a tagline that you would use relating to Scottish football that we can use to promote our paid partnership with Manscaped. But to be clear, we're not paying Adam for this work. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm asking Adam. Just, just what, to just uh, be, just come up with a funny joke on the spot for free? Yeah, for yeah, yeah, we're testing them. Like, people, people try to test our football knowledge. He's the, the funny man. So let's go for it. Something to do with the... Uh, zonal marking in your area or something like that. Like it, I like it. Talking of zonal marking in your area, Celtic Rangers. So that, that's a good, that's a nice link up. I reckon Adam was on the same wavelength as me there. Exactly, exactly. Adam, Adam, is there any chance I shot your Lino Messi mask, mate, so I can hide to this? <laughs> <laughs> you can have oh, the sturgeon one. That's so funny, is it when people are laughing at your team losing games, Scott? Is it? Yeah, read yourself. Let's talk about that for a long time. <laughs> right. Well, do you know what? I will. I'll start. Um, well, because I'm the only fan of the old, an old firm team in here. Hey, Scott. Yeah. Anyway. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. I think in the first half we were absolutely brilliant. I thought, well, I thought we were brilliant. We created a, a good couple of chances, and the thing that I was doing was Edwards finishing in the first half. I, I still don't know if 
I think he's he's been void of confidence for ages. And you just, I just, you just knew as soon as that ball was going to cross it, it was going to, he wasn't going to put it in the net. But if you asked me that two years ago, he would have put that in the back of the net easily. Um, on top of that, actually, I just seen something when, when we've been on here that he's getting a, his deal to Palace. That's happening. Uh, it was on Sky Sports News there. 15 to 20 million, apparently. But, um, and that's a good deal, considering he's been not at it for a fair yeah, while. I think, I think his head's been turned. I think Dembele left and Nietzsche fell out of favour and he left as well. I think... You know, I think it gets to a certain point with Celtic with these players that they get to two or three years down the line. Uh, I was pr- pretty much the same where they're kind of thinking, well, that's me, that's the stepping stone effect, and that's, you know, they, they start looking elsewhere. Um, but I did, I did warn you, Miguel, last week that that's what happens sometimes in clubs, that it's a kind of take your chances because if you don't, you can rue them, and that's what happened. What are you talking about? You were saying it was going to be 4 4. <laughs> I, 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 was on, I said that and I said the other one just so I'd be right at least once but, then, no, but, then, but it's it's funny how we, we all did predict it would be a high scoring game and no, no, the defences were terrible I said 1-0 no, no, I think I said get your money no, on you're now. still wrong then if you said the to you ah, I know but it was, it was wrong. Zono Martin it was a Zono Martin but Miguel but, tell, um, tell us more about Celtic tell us more about Celtic Miguel, because I don't think you're that bad. No, mate. I think see, you deserve to win the game. See if you watch if you watch the corner kick coming in and slow time. Yeah, Celtic's defence today watched the corner kick coming in. Well, they actually did, but it was only Welsh that lost. He he lost Hellander because Hellander's run. He kind of darts into the back a wee bit before coming back forward, and he loses him in the melee of the three players that in front of him. And how does Hellander even allowed to be how to, allowed to get him? Surely you mark. I know if you do a mix of Zoro and Man, surely your first thing is you mark the two your big your two or three biggest threats. Don't it, let them get a run, and then the maybe the then Zoro mark the rest. Starts at the edge of the box, but at the same same time, it's just the fact that Welsh has came in. He's still a young boy. It's just it's experience he's lost out, and that's really all it is. And, and apart. From, Apart from that, he's so, a game. But he's also maybe he thought he's also maybe had a, a couple of t- tests with him before and thought Hollander's got the run on him, so you can't go tight touch in that position at that point if you're thinking about well, that ball just going to just goes past me. So it is a, it is a hard one. The, the, the only thing I'll say is because I mentioned this in the WhatsApp thing is that you know when a manager comes in, usually they fix the defence first and then they build on that and that's not really happened under Ange at Celtic and I can understand why. You know, they have spent money on Starfelt they probably feel will come good at the end but it's still uh, a bit creaky just now. But if they don't sign another centre-back I'll be very surprised. I don't think you can say Celtic were bad defensively. I think they were bad at that no, set yes, piece. No, they were bad yeah, at that. So, but that's the thing. They have been bad defensively already this season. They, they were bad defensively in Holland. But mm, I can't agree that, mate. I can't agree that because the two goals in Holland were just human error. They were mistakes. Like, Aye, the in your defence. They're in your defence. It's your I defenders know. and your keepers making the fucking mistakes. But then I've made a mistake, he's no squad. Canogo's made a mistake. Aye, but he's, he's no squad, so you can't just blame the defence. No, but, that's the thing. but they lost 1-0. So that's how they lost because of that one mistake. But that's, not, that's, not, it's not because of one but that's not all they lost the game on, Ed, though, Scott. Edward no, no, Scott. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Scott, Edward misses a chance. Kyogo should have squared it with Edward. 
Kyogo should have shot. You can't blame the defence. The defence, I think, had a, an actually really good game. Oh, this is what happens. They, they slip off at a set piece. But what, happens is, but when you, but what happens is when you score when you score four against certain teams and you score five against certain teams, there will be a time where you don't score and then you switch on to it. And that's what that, that, that was the, the issue. Celtic going forward this season have not had any troubles. So they, 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 they look fine. Yet they're bringing in another winger, which they probably need actually on the left hand side. But they, they probably need to have another centre back in there. Scott, see the, the, the game finished with a possession at 66% to Celtic. That to me screams out that Celtic never done enough with the ball. That but, does the but, screen. Yeah, but, who, but, who, who, but who, who created more chances and who had most chances on goal? They're even. No, no, no. Rangers, Rangers had, Rangers had Rangers 15 shots. Celtic had the better chances. It doesn't matter who's the better chances. They still beat more. What did they do? If you lose what, one, what what it doesn't matter who created the better chances. Who scored? I know, but that's yeah. not the whole thing. Edward Chance comes down to a shot off target. That's yeah, sorry, I miss you. Joe Hart should have um, saved the header. Do you think he could have done better? Uh, no, really, mate. It's it's a brilliant ball into the area, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There's, it's just, I think somebody says this last week that it's like you just need. Well, it, is, it comes down to one chance. I think it was actually Scott says that sometimes it just all comes down to that. Never in the line for them. Barisic was terrible with his delivery all day, I felt. And then he had just one, one cross, boom, right in the edge of the six yard box. Hellander meets it because his man's lost them. It just all added up for them at that minute in time. And apart from that, Rangers never actually really put any put any fear into me going forward. They never. But we actually Celtic put fear into me the way they were playing. Because you could actually see that we couldn't create well, we couldn't create the final third. We were doing well up to there, we're holding the ball well, passing the ball well, winning the ball back. And it's coming to it, and then as decision making at the end of the day, it was was just it was just poor. It was probably because well, you see it actually when Edward comes off, Kyogo goes into the middle of the park, playing up front, main striker, gets say two chances, and the first one, the first one comes off it, obviously took the shot on Ryan Christie's rolling up at the back post, saying why did you not square it? It's but he's never lifted his head. Edward did. Maybe that, maybe that's playing his legs. Because Christie wouldn't have squared it either. He's, uh, they've, they've kind of they've had that thing happening there. He's never lifted his head at the time, Kyogo. And then the next chance comes, and the first thing he's thinking about is what Christie's done by him shouting at him instead of letting him make his own decision. That's playing the back of his head. And again, he'll probably learn for that. That's just one of the things. And I, I'd actually say that McCrory had a brilliant game, by the way. There was some he's. Some of his decision making was brilliant. The times where he was coming off his line to go and meet the ball, he met the ball outside his 18 yard box when he was going one on one with Edward, with a ball over the top. And he was, they didn't look like the keeper that's been sitting third choice for Rangers this season. I thought he was brilliant. He's got a bright future ahead of McCrory. I don't. I think he had a bit of a mix belt Livingston last season. He was in and out the team at times and had a couple of mistakes during his time, but. Um... Alan no. McGregor had that at St Johnston, his loan spell as well. Then Fairman as well, yeah. yeah I, I remember Fairman Alan McGregor making a howl in the League Cup final against Celtic. Um, but, the, you know, these things, they're young. I mean, 
and let's face it, Scotland needs some good goalkeepers um, going forward. I mean, I noticed that we've also got two new ones in the squad now um, through various reasons. Um, but we need some younger ones coming through. And um, if McCrory can develop, then then all the better. We're all right, because Craig Gordon's going to play for another seven years. <laughs> That's another fucking podcast with his name. Every week, every week, every week, I'm going to mention him, but, and then you might stop talking about Rodgers. Why? Why would you bring that up? Why why bring it's, that like, up? it's like one of those things. It was like, bad enough when Tasha Miko brought up last week. It's like, it's, you like one, it. it's like one of those things. Like get it out before someone slags you with it. No, don't because I've probably got Adam will have a whole store of jokes about it. We don't need to hear them. Hmm. I think we do need to hear them. What 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 jokes about which bit? Oh, about no. that. that whole no, we, don't, we don't we don't talk about stuff from that long ago. No, no. Adam, what did you think of the game as a neutral? Or, or maybe like not as a neutral. We don't I, know. I like I like that introduction. Assuming that I'm a neutral, it's nice if someone does that. Um, trap to touch you. I'm trap to touch you. Well, they write for websites for both of them. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I brought... And you're quite mean about both of them on Twitter. Well, yeah, this is true, um, but they've only got themselves to blame. So, uh, yeah, I, I was kind of, I was kind of same. I, I thought it was going to be a high-scoring game as well. Um, going into it, I thought Rangers were going to be very vulnerable. I watched Rangers on Thursday night against Alishkirt, and yeah, they, aside from the fact that they had players out, they just looked so tired. And I know that the Alishkirt game was played in pretty strong pretty high temperatures and everything like that and my assumption then was you know going from Thursday night to Sunday lunchtime playing in those temperatures in a high stakes match um, with a third choice keeper a third choice right back and everything like that I thought that there's no way they're getting through that game without losing two or three goals um, but I also thought that uh, you know the psychological edge that Rangers had over Celtic from last season wasn't going to entirely Dissipated, so I, I kind of was expecting a high-scoring game. Um, as it happened, you know, I can't remember who was saying it, but it's essentially it is just fine margins. The game could have easily been one nil Celtic, uh, just as easily as it was one nil to Rangers. But um, Sutton was on Sutton was on Twitter, just basically being Sutton after the game and talking about how Rangers were lucky and. I don't, you know, I, I don't think Rangers by any stretch of imagination destroyed Celtic, but I also don't think they were lucky. I think they defended well uh, for the majority of that game. The only absolute sitter was uh, Edward's chance in the first half. Kyogo had two good chances late on, but genuinely it's not like Rangers were clinging on for dear life. I think they, I think they played reasonably well and I don't think anyone can have complaints about them about them winning. Do you find it hard, Adam, not to give away who you support? Yeah. Because um, <laughs> it was harder. Like, it's, it's not so bad when I'm working from home, but when I was working uh, before the pandemic at uh, Reach, I was, I was in the office, like the Daily Record building at, uh, in Glasgow. And if I was working on the day that a game was happening, you know, I'm in an office where, like, even like my editors, no one that I've worked with, only one person that I've worked with in journalism knows who I support um so I'd be I'd be in there and like you're what you're watching a game where your team's playing and if they score it's like there's the voice inside your head that's like if I was there or if I was at home I'd be reacting very differently to this just now but you just have to keep your sort of professional head on 
when you're doing it. Um, yeah, it is, it's not difficult on Twitter because you're just your your brain's just like, okay, whoever's losing, that's who you're making a joke about, or whatever funny thing you've seen, that's who you're making a joke about. But it is like this weird, there's like two parts of your brain competing with each other. There's the part of you that's like wanting to be happy or wanting to be sad about the result, and then there's the other part that's like, uh, what's funny to say or what you know what column what's the column I'm going to be writing about this or whatever is that give us the exclusive you sorry you could give us the exclusive one here no one uh, no one listens I might I might save it for when I do the face review uh, <laughs> is that one of the questions that you get asked most who you support yeah um I think I think people don't ask it quite as much now because I've said that I'm not saying it so often um but I see the way I look at it is like if I was starting from facts just now and I was like I'm going to start this thing and I want it to be big and I want to make a career in journalism out of it and I want to get a podcast and blah 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 I would my face would be out on it um I would say who I support and all this other stuff but it was purely a case of like when I did it because I didn't have any plan with it um it, 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 as it was getting bigger my name, my, my face, my team that I support wasn't out there. So I was like, well, let's just see how long I can get away with not doing that. And uh, I think that if, people, if, you know, I said what team I supported, I think people couldn't help but putting a tweet out there, think he's just saying that because he supports X. And you see that all the time when people whose teams are out there and they've got a reasonably high profile, say something, people go, well, I, you're just saying that because, you know, that's who you support. And I like the fact that people, you know, there are certain people who will state as a fact that I support X or Y, but they don't know that if they don't know me. Um, so I like that I like that kind of, you know, neutral side of it. Adam, I always, find on, I always find when I'm on Twitter or writing from a blog and stuff, and then if I write about one of the old firm, they'll say, Oh, he's a Rangers fan, or he's a Celtic fan, and see if I'm getting slide off both sides, then I know I'm doing something right. Yeah, so I always find that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think uh, if there were only like, you'll see like when uh, when Celtic had a pretty dire season last year, I was probably losing a lot of guys that had been following me for years with sixty-seven and eighty-eight at the end of their handles, and starting to get a lot more seventy-twos. Um, but in, in general. Like most people will know, yeah, well, he gives it out to all teams kind of equally. But the nature of it, when it's Celtic that we're losing last season, there's a lot more jokes about Celtic. Um, and for the first few years of the account, it was, you know, a lot of Rangers stuff. And it's just natural because that's the material that you, you get and you work with what you you work with what you get. But I just I just get so like I don't get frustrated with it as long as I've been frustrated with it, but it blows my mind that people can get so worked up about what are just jokes about your team. And my favourite kind of reaction is, and I, I get this quite a bit, and I, I really like it, is when a team have lost and have made a joke about their team and someone will reply and go, cheers, mate, I was having a bad night and that made me laugh. And I, that, I just think, how hard is that for people to actually go, you know, fair play, my team's been beating them raging, but that was funny, as opposed to there's some kind of agenda going on against my team here and he's because you get plenty of them these guys that will just respond because they're having a bad night because their team's lost and go yeah fucking prick you know and it's, 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 it's there's no agenda i've been doing it long enough that people know whether they like me or they don't like me or whatever um and to think at this point that i've got some kind of agenda against a particular team just uh, i just think these people need to get out more 
Yeah, I've got. I used to like it. Like last season when Aberdeen were so bad, you would you just think I hate football, raging about this. This is horrendous. And I would go on and see something on Twitter and I think it's quite funny for that. I've got an idea for um, when you do your face reveal, Adam. You should do it at Hamden Park in front of fifty thousand, and um, the same day that Scott McGill finally gets to go uh, play at Hamden, I think that'd be a great double event. Yes, yes, make it happen. You know no, what will happen? There'll be two guys in the stand at Hamden, and one of them will go, "Oh, he went to my school. He's a Celtic fan." The other will go, "No, he, he went to my school. He's a Rangers fan." <laughs> I actually do know someone you went to school with. I think, but I'll message you about that separately. Yeah, um, yeah. DM me. <laughs> Talking um, to Scotland. Talking to Scotland. We'll be born to Scotland, okay? And John, we need to lead with you. Did our wee special blog for the Tartan Scarf? Yeah, I did. Um, so Gordon Shiach um, of the Tartan Scarf has asked me to do some blogs from now and then. Um, a section called Retroscap, which basically just look back at some um, old Scotland games and um, whatever can use whatever memory or whatever YouTube clip. So um, because we were playing Denmark and because I'd interviewed Willie Morgan for the Tottenham magazine, which is coming out later in the year, um, I thought focus on Denmark Scotland in 1972, which none of us were obviously can, can see for, so none of us can really talk about that. And um, John, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, and when we played Moldova back in 2006, um, so only time played them at Hamden. And when we and I picked a random game when we played Austria and how it led to this building blocks for how we ended up qualifying for Euro '96. So that was pretty much it. Um, and a repeat of three victories at three would be amazing, but I don't see that happening. Um, realistically. We'll also, I think we'll beat Moldova, but I think we need to take something in Denmark or Austria or both. I think Tories. we need minimum. Aye, Tory said an apology. He was really excited about coming on and talking about Scotland, but he couldn't make it. Fun Man, a last-minute replacement. No, no. <laughs> Tory, Tory's a bit indifferent when it comes to Scotland. doesn't get that excited about it. They haven't done delighted. Um, <laughs> see, see the, you're talking about getting something in Austria. Against Austria, sorry, John. Uh, I think it's a big positive I mentioned it last week that the, the big strikers at the game mm-hmm. for them I can't, re- can't remember his name right enough but I just Kalantich. remember Kalantich. Uh, because there's some of problems like and obviously scoring as well but that's that's definitely a positive and I, yeah. I think they're beatable yeah. by the way I, I must say that I wasn't overly impressed with Austria in the tournament until they played Italy, but they played they played very well in that game against Italy. Um, VAR pretty much denied them victory. It was the right decision, obviously, the offside goal, but it was cruel on them at the time. Um, that was their, probably their best performance in the tournament because I don't think they were overly impressive. Um, I mean, obviously, we can't say who's impressive and who's not. You know, we've, got, we've just got to produce a A game. I just hope that, hope that McGinn's... Um, back for the games that he's recovered okay from um, he's obviously put a COVID test etc but just need to wait and see just need to see hopefully there's no more COVID issues between now and next week because this is the thing we've got to deal with as well it's just got Billy Gilbert though to get excited about again mm-hmm. yeah definitely mm. are we all going on Saturday? I am yeah I am I'm taking my my oldest boy's his first game it's the first really ever football game. It's the first ever game. Yep. Oh wow. Wow. Right. Yes. You so. need to do what you need to do that thing people do now on Twitter where you take a photo of them walking up the <laughs> steps and seeing the pitch for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll go that far, Adam. Um he's been on Sky Sports News a couple of times, so he'll Has he? Yeah. 
Adam Eek's too young to come on your podcast. He speaks yeah. a lot of sense. He actually <laughs> speaks a lot of sense, to be fair. Callum, Cal, Callum is he's the, the star of the show, by the way, from yeah. Sky. Mm-hmm. He is. Definitely. A couple he's of years ago on the podcast. A couple of years, maybe. <laughs> He'd come on if I asked him, to be oh, fair. I know he would. I know he would. He's been on, well, did he make it on or was it just a, a preview when we were doing the... It was, he did a preview vid, um, video that um, most of us did. Well, you did, yes. um, JB, and you did you, Scott. But um, Aaron and Scott McGill did, thank, thank goodness. And the raffle, the raffle when we were doing the, the raffle. Yeah, that was hilarious. He was the, the star there when he said something nice about your boss. Um, Hi. My, my Welsh boss, who um, happens to be called Sean, he says, that well done, Sean the Sheep. <laughs> Adam, he'll, be setting, he'll be setting up a rival Twitter soon. He's quite funny. He's good. He's good. Yeah, I, I, I've got plenty of competition, but there's always room for one more. <laughs> Do you worry about that, that someone will set up like, a funnier page? That would stress me out. <laughs> oh, that means you think there's somebody that can be funnier than them. I don't think they necessarily can, but I think I would always worry that that's on the horizon. Oh, no, I, I don't think... The, the thing about Scottish football, and uh, maybe this is just me being like too naive or whatever, but... Most of the people, like you, you, you know, don't get me wrong. I get on a daily basis people who will tell me that they don't like what I'm doing. But in terms of people who are making stuff, being creative in some way, so whether it's uh, writing or uh, illustration or or anything that's vaguely creative involving the Scottish football, ever most of those people and everyone knows, or you know, people tend to know who the exceptions are. Most of those people are very good at working with each other and promoting each other's stuff. So I'm like, the more people making jokes, the better, the more people, because like, it all helps each other and it all helps the image of Scottish football. Um, so, uh, you know, whether it's doing stuff for TV, for radio, for podcasts, for whatever, everyone's, most of those people in that world tend to be like, I'll come on your thing or you come on my thing or I'll promote your thing. And everyone's just trying to help each other get along. That's been my experience anyway. And there are obvious exceptions to that. Um, but most people, it's not so. It's not a competition thing. It's just trying to help each other up the ladder. That's like that's the on-air answer. So what you're trying to say is that we need to be funny for you to retweet some of stuff. <laughs> yeah, funny. So what what do you mean? What, what you're you saying is he pretends people who he's fine with people who are funny, but if you actually do a joke, he'd be furious about it. Yeah, <laughs> especially if it's one that he'd already thought of and hadn't tweeted because he was watching. <laughs> well, do you, do you know? I, I I was see it the. I mean. That happens sometimes, but you know, saying earlier about waiting until the end of the game, uh, you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't because you do it during the game and then something happens, you end up looking at, like an idiot. But if you wait until after the game, someone might go early. And that happened during the, the Euros final. And I made a, a, a meme about just the second Chiellini pulled, uh, was, it, was it Saka that Chiellini? Saka, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Chiellini pulled Saka back um, and I instantly thought, of a meme for it and I sent it to the group chat on WhatsApp um, and I think subconsciously I was like well if I send it to the group chat they'll at least know that I thought of it at this moment if, in case someone does the same thing and someone <laughs> did do something very similar and I hadn't seen that and I tweeted mine out um, and mine still did fine but they, someone pointed out going oh this person beat you to it and I was like bastards and then I was like taking a screenshot of the group chat going look look I did think of it at like 2147 I think the title we had was the podcast, though, with that um, reference was quite good. I liked it. 
Oh, uh, it's a bitsy teeny weeny shirt though by George Ocalini. Yeah, yeah. I was quite, I was, I was quite pleased. <laughs> Honestly, like, see, see tonight after we finished, I've got like, um, I've got to do the edit for 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 my podcast, which we recorded earlier on, and I need to do that before we go to bed tonight. And uh, that one of the th- that take that's one of the things like I'm really like take too long over. It's like I need to make sure this has got a good title. That's been one of my favorite things with the podcast is getting the opportunity to do these ridiculous titles for it. Could, uh, was our, John, what, John, what was our favourite title? I think it was something about Kelly Brook. Oh, was it not something about Kelly Brook's um, ga- Lady Gap right. or something like that? Aye, uh, because she was into the garden and all that. So yeah. thought, I think that was, was um, Craig, our director of came up with that. Um, I, I linked that on the podcast. Aye, uh, he did. Adam, did your wife like football as well? She couldn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> Same with mine. <laughs> She's like, this means nothing to me at all. Yeah, <laughs> but, you, but you know, I think that's a good thing because um, my missus um, doesn't like football either, and I actually think that's quite refreshing. Oh, you get to talk about other things. It means well, you was, get your independence. Mm-hmm, well, yeah. I, I was talking about this no, on the, the, the podcast the other week. It's like my wife seems really happy, and I think that is because she's not into football and she's not on Twitter. And like those are two keys to happiness right there. It's not, <laughs> it's not, relying, on, not relying on a football team and not having to check the Twitter notifications. So she lives in this just this blissful world where she can not care about any of that stuff. But yeah, she'll she'll I mean she finds there, there's jokes that I'll tell her and maybe she's just giving me a pity laugh or whatever. Um because there'll be a reference, but some some of the times I'll be like, I'll I'll tell her something, I'll be like for in order for you to understand this joke, you need to understand that Scott Brown does this. Or <laughs> like, I'd probably funniest just, jokes are the ones you've got to explain, aren't they? Yeah, that definitely. Yeah, if I have to explain it and then go, trust me, it's funny. Trust me, someone on Twitter said that was funny, mate. You know, sure. How many folk liked it? <laughs> Say, I'm a funny guy. You're like, yeah, yeah, you're that's a, it. I'm a big deal. But that, that's it. Like, if if I tell a joke when we're just sitting watching TV and she doesn't laugh, I could just go, eh, "Do you want to?" Look at how many followers I've got on Twitter, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, so that Scotland, that's a bit creepy. See, when you think about it, though, eh? you've got like 70,000 followers. That, that kind of, it's like all oh, lucky in that, no? Yeah, think about that. All famous in that, Scott. Brilliant. Uh, no, but just the, the, the term followers. You know you take that it's not as creepy it. as you asking that question in your van. So what do we think? Do we think that we are completely out of the game with Scotland? Well, no, nah, we're done because we're key for us, wasn't Not necessarily. I mean, I think Denmark's going to be a hard one because Denmark are a bloody good side. They showed that in the Euros. They got to semi-final. Um, but, um, so... Anything we get in Copenhagen, I think, is a bonus. Um, we, we should win on Saturday. We've said that often enough, um, but we really should beat Moldova. But Austria, I still think... I think we need some after the fact that we drew at Hamden against them and the fact that we drew in Israel. Um, I actually would go as far as to say we need to beat Austria. If, if we want to get second place, at minimum. Um, and this is something that Scotland haven't done enough of. Um, apart from... Croatia in 2013 when we were already out. We haven't really had a signature result away from home since France 2007 and we, if you're going to qualify for two, you need to make them lay down a marker and put a statement and getting a result in Austria would certainly do that for us. Would it be typically Scottish for us to get a result in Copenhagen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would take then, that. 
and then goes on Saturday, and then goes on Saturday. The canny lose on Saturday. I don't want my boy. I mean, I want to prepare my boy for um, when good teams beat us. <laughs> um, seeing this is what it's like. I don't want him starting to think, oh, we're that bad. We're going to lose to Moldova. <laughs> I think Aye. we will beat Moldova. So yeah. I think we will draw the Denmark. I would love that. I would love us to win all of the games. We all would. We all would. <laughs> That's why we're Scotland we're fans. I know. Yeah. I've, I've got the pleasure of meeting one of the podcast team on Saturday as well, I think. Oh, is that me? That's me. <laughs> yeah, hey, pleasure. I, I'm trying to pick you up now. I'm slagging your fella. I'm trying to like, get your... Get I you think we're having fuck. a podcast pre-football drinks. Right. We may have one need or two. Need to talk about that on the WhatsApp channel. Let's not tell everyone. We shall. No, no, no we don't want it. We don't want to get swabbed. And we, can't t- we can't tell folk we're going because it'll just be... Yeah. Auto- I'll and, just be like holding the autograph book. And, and if I come signed. along with Callum, then nobody will get any attention. I don't want to deflect attention for you guys. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So what, aye, let's hope we can do that. Do you want a quick team together? So we try and get a wee quick team together very quickly? Christ. Well, for- Craig Gordon's in goal. Yes, yeah. Whether Scott McGill likes it or not. Thierry plays. Standard Clark. Hanley plays. Mm-hmm. Who's the third defender? I assume we're still going to hear Jack Hendry, I think. Especially the fact that Tomini's out. Yeah, I would yeah, agree. Jack Hendry. O'Donnell has to start because we have no other person I don't think would maybe yeah. play right wing back. Yeah. Well, Guy Fraser. Fraser, but I don't think against Aye, Denmark. I think not O'Donnell. Obviously, Andy Robertson. Gilbert, and- McGregor, and. McLean. I would start Turnbull if um, uh, McGinn can't play against Denmark. Yeah, me too. Because I think I'd go Turnbull. Go, give us something more going forward. Okay, that's Adam, why this is a lot. Yeah, I would. I would go with that. I think. Uh, I think Turnbull's got a very good case for being in there. And then Dykes and Adams. Yeah. Oh, that was easy. Well, that was you just got <laughs> to move on, put together. But my God. Are we like, is, it, is Steve Clark got us? Are we now like, right, let's just not go with the team we want. But then let's Steve, go with the team that Steve Clark will pick because he's the boss. Steve Clark will throw in a curveball. Yeah, Sometimes he me, does that. Make me not be too straight because that's the thing that I, I think he might not go with. He might play Christy. He might yeah. play Christy. He might play Christy. He might play Christy. for all we know. I was kind of surprised. I'll, I'll be honest. I think he, before I would have had Lewis Ferguson in the squad at the moment, I'm quite surprised. I was, yeah, to be honest, he's been hot and cold, I would say, this season. And I don't know if him playing yesterday means he's not going because he came off. And I don't know. Don't know. But Steve Clark does like him. Uh, that was prior to obviously calling up for the squad. And as he's been tracking him for a while and he has considered him. And when I suppose, he's, I suppose he's got that kind of awkwardness in terms, and I mean that in a polite way, a good way. Like he's, <laughs> it, it can do everything in midfield. With the call offs and with that kind of. Sometimes he likes to go two, sometimes he likes to play something behind. I'm surprised again that Gold's not getting. Um, maybe he's, he's thinking that he's let him bed in at his new club first, or maybe he just doesn't like him. It's, uh, I, don't I think there's quarantine restrictions as well from coming back. I think you've got a better chance getting in the squad, Scott. To be honest, I, I just don't think he Gold. Well, I'm not a professional footballer, so I think it's probably still a better chance for him getting in than me, to be honest. Well, we'll see. We'll see. See, I can guarantee you, I won't be getting a call. <laughs> <laughs> I so one, way to look at, one way to look at it is 
I think the majority of the players in the squad will actually get a game, get a, maybe get a chance to start because there's the three games. That's a yeah. lot of football in terms of seven days, especially at that intensity as well. He might come on, Ferguson. I think his best chance of getting on in any three games is coming on against Moldova, providing that we're in a good position in the game. You don't want to assume. I know Moldova lost 8 0 to Denmark early in the group, but um, these are sort of games that can catch out if you think the game's won before you even step on the park. You've still got to do the business and be professional about it. But yeah. we were professional enough against the Barrows, to be fair. In Scotland, they're like uh, Rangers and Celtic in Europe. There's no guarantees. So you've got to take everything seriously and make, put your markers down and get goals. So. You hear that, Adam? Take everything in Scottish football seriously. That was a dig. <laughs> yeah, 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 I couldn't agree with That's the worry, though, isn't it? Goals for Scotland. Yeah. Well, Dyke uh, we shall probably save that for next week when they've actually all happened. Because it's not it's happened today. I mean, I've looked. And the only thing I've seen was Gavin Riley had signed for Morton on loan from Livingston. That was it. On the whole day. That's all you've seen in the ticker tape. There, there, is, um, there, there is something else that's happening this week, this weekend other than international football we need to touch on. Um, we did the preview last week. SWPL season starts this weekend. Um, and BBC Alba have confirmed they're showing more women's games this season live. Which is good. So I think um is it twenty, I think they're showing total, I can't remember. Um and it starts with, Yeah, but it starts with Aberdeen Celtic um this weekend. Um newly promoted Aberdeen who the good thing about um the game against Ross County was the presentation for their um trophy um at half time. Are we in the quarterfinals of the cup? Yeah. Uh, they get they get hips in the quarterfinals um at home. The stranger Celtic. Glasgow no, City and Partick and the uh, Spartans versus Dundee United. And this week I will be speaking to the Chief Executive of Scottish Women's Football, um, Eileen Campbell. So I'm really looking forward to that chat. That should be good. Your podcast on the SWPL one was superb. Listen to that and enjoy it. Is it slightly embarrassing? Is it slightly embarrassing that our guest has to leave? to edit his podcast and nobody edits this one. <laughs> that's good. We don't need does to. No one, does no one really edit this? I assume there was some work behind the scenes. Uh, uh, no, that's why it was fair. As I explained to you last weekend, we um, just put this in the middle of an intro and outro music. That's it. So when I said I'm not going to get involved in that, I could actually do it. And then probably that would give me more clout and... <laughs> more clout. You want more clout. You so what you were trying to say, and it's the next time there's a women's special, you don't want me anywhere near it. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, no, I feel there's a breakaway one. coming through you. What's happening here? Is this like a you going to move at Christmas? This is, this is the next a French show. Who's moving now? Who's moving now? Come on, we've got another speculation, Miguel. Who's moving now? Just Darren's talking about wanting more clout. It sounds like she's like. One of these players is using it as a stepping stone. Aye, this is what she does. Every, 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 usually, usually players wait maybe a year before they've been with a team. Erin, mm-hmm. within two weeks after she signed her ten-year contract. Oh, <laughs> Prosecco, Jim Leggins. Oh, what's going on here? She's got a contract. Been signed. 
It's not even going to be for a, a football podcast, you'll be. It's some Great British Bake Off judge or something. I think yes, I should be happy with a macaroni pie. <laughs> I signed up for this podcast and then yep. suddenly there's quite a lot of likes and there's a lot of dislikes. It's a team effort. Is that, that, like, it's a team effort. effort. I mean, similar to the Morelos Messi headline, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> people can draw from, from this what they want. I like that. You just signed that off with a clink of your... It was a complete It was a mistake. I'm just having a little Monday bank holiday Prosecco. It's just like a mic drop. <laughs> what, about, what about your Sunday Prosecco and your Saturday Prosecco and your Friday Prosecco? <laughs> Why would you talk about that on the podcast? Because John said I would to earlier at the start. You were like, oh, it's a bank holiday Monday, I'm having a wee Prosecco. And uh, John said it's just a day ended in Y. I ignore that, Rich. Um, no. Adam, what is your best Scottish football like funny moment that you've like seen, made a joke about, something really good? As in, like my favourite thing that I've seen, or my favourite thing that's happened to me, or any either. Well, well, it's hard to narrow down the the, the things that have just happened while I've been doing it. But I, I was, you know, the Messi Morelos thing was great. But I, I loved. Uh, when I think it was the National ran a headline based on a tweet that I'd done in, um, and it actually involved Aberdeen and McInnes and the headline that the National ran an actual news story was Michael Stewart likes tweet calling Craig Levine a dick and it was, <laughs> <laughs> and, it was and it was just I, I think it was McInnes had said Aberdeen were playing hearts or I don't even know if Aberdeen were playing against Hearts, but it was a time when McInnes and Levine had a little bit of a, a, a bit of beef going, and McInnes had sent a note on for a player, and I just uh, kind of zoomed in on the note and photoshopped Craig Levine's a dick pass it on or something like that, and uh, <laughs> which is not necessarily a personal belief, um, but it was potentially Derek McInnes's belief at the time, and. Uh, Michael Stewart liked it, and that was somehow a news story. But I just that was another one of those moments. I was like, How's this my life now? Is that not like water's wet though? No, <laughs> what's that? The, on the note, is that not just like saying water is wet? Yeah, <laughs> well, some people would say that. I'm not going with I've got to say, I, I've got to say, I am like in terms of material and everything like that, I've got to take my hat off to Craig Levine because he's been he was very good for a while for road fun fact stuff. Yeah, well, I have one uh, final question. We always, um, we're special guests, wrap up with um, a best 11. Now, that's normally, obviously, the best um, 11 from your team. But, Adam, we don't know who you support. So, <laughs> for you, we're going to do something different. So, think about all the guests that you've had, and there's a lot of non-footballers in here. Come up with a best 11. That was, yeah, that, this is really difficult, right? Because I've had, like... Was Erin's on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, well, Erin's obvi- obviously wearing the captain's armband particularly because, you know, she's the, the one-away striker from your podcast. Um, <laughs> um, Does she play up front then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Erin through the middle. Um, but, yeah, uh, this is difficult because I don't want to choose 11 people because then there's another, like, 20, 25 who'd be like, why am I not in this starting 11? So um, what I'm thinking is that instead of, here's the 11 that are on the pitch, here's what some of the guests would be doing around it. So, for instance, Amy McDonald isn't in the team, 
but she's singing the anthem before the game, right? And Stuart Braithwaite from Mogwai is playing guitar while Amy's singing. Um, you've got Erin could be the captain if she wants, but inevitably, <laughs> if I'm involved in this, there's going to be some kind of on the pitch scuffle, and Erin could be dealing with the legal fallout from that. Oh, are you picking <laughs> yourself, Adam? Adam, are you picking yourself in the team? Uh, I'm the guy that's making crap jokes about whatever happens during the games. Um, and so you maybe I'm doing that. You've got uh, Chris McQueer will be tweeting about it. Uh, Keith from Football Tweets will be drawing it. Um, who else have I got? The the, the angry phone in the next day is going to be hosted by Gordon Duncan. Um, Stuart Cosgrove and Tam Cowan will be joking about it on the radio. The manager will obviously be Craig Brown because he was on the show. Uh, Derek Ray and Ray, Rory Hamilton are comment, uh, commentating on it. Emma Dodges in the studio, Jane Lewis, pitch side. Uh, who else was? Who else John was on McKay, it? is he reading the um, the news about the scuffles in the pitch? Yeah, John. Yeah, if it, it's getting to that extent where John, it's actually no longer just a sports story, and uh, John McKay is talking about it in grave tones on Mon- on. In fact, it's not even just on on the STV News. It's like a feature uh, segment on Scotland Tonight as they examine the fallout. From old firm facts, Gate. If one question, who is your most wanted guest you would like on the podcast? Oh, it's really, really difficult. Um, is that John Mackay? I've had I've had John Mackay and I've had Erin Grieve. So I think the only way is down from there. We just stop the podcast now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, part of me would actually like Levine. Um, I think someone like Alan McCoist would be a brilliant guest on the type of show that I'm doing. Um, I'd like... I'd like a Rangers fan. <laughs> well, you could look at it two ways. You could look at it as I'm a Rangers fan and it's wish fulfilment, or I'm a Celtic fan that has got 20 years of pain stored up from the nine in a row year. <laughs> and wants to put Ali McCoy's to his place. So it could be either, it could be either or. Um, the, uh, maybe, maybe the dream scenario would be to just have, because it's two guests I have on every show, is just have uh, Henrik Larson and Brian Loudrop in the studio together. Oh, that would be good. Um, that would be good. But yeah, I, I just like to have, uh, you know, I, I like to have uh, kind of people doing creative things that aren't necessarily, but they aren't necessarily involved in football, but they are Scottish football fans. Because yes, uh, so I've not really had footballers on the show, and I might have footballers on at some point. But I just like a, a lot of the guests have been. Uh, you know, comedians and writers and people like that. And I have been over, particularly over the last few weeks, I've had a few journalists and reporters and people like that on. But I, I like people who are basically funny or entertaining and interesting and happen to be really into Scottish football. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. I think on that note, that will be a wrap. Uh, pleasure having you on, Adam. Uh, thanks yeah. for having me on. Really enjoyed it. Uh, thanks you for fancy coming on again. You're more than welcome. Um, if you put Everybody else, I might see a couple of you on Saturday, see what happens. Um, and we'll be back next week to talk about having six points. Let's hope so. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot.